This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, October 26th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, an Amber Alert has been issued for a missing girl in Downingtown. Authorities say six-year-old Zoe Moss was last seen at 6.10 p.m. in the area of East Ward Elementary School on the 400 block of Washington Avenue. The girl is believed to be in the company of 37-year-old Vanessa Gutschall, according to investigators. Police have not said if Gutschall is related to Moss. It's unknown what clothing the girl was last seen wearing. Police are searching for a gray 2016 Volkswagen Jetta with Pennsylvania tags KXR 3699. Anyone with details on the whereabouts of Moss or Gutshall is asked to call Downingtown Police Department. So that's not her mom? They're not saying that it was her mom. Okay. All right. I just, for some reason, uh, you're going over this last night. The Amber Alert came out when... Well, did you guys get it? I didn't get it. I didn't get it. No, I did. I was wondering that, too, because um, usually you'll get it, like, did you guys get it, like, normal, like, a number of times and all of that? I got it. It woke me up. I had just gone yeah. to bed and uh, heard my phone going off. So and why I didn't we get it? I didn't get this one, and I didn't get the last Amber Alert either. And I, I wonder, it, I, I, it was my huh. perception that they would really blanket the area yeah. Are they really localizing these now, or? Yeah. But that's—I mean, this—I mean, yeah. even if they are, that's still pretty local. We're like what? Right. Not, e- right. not the, even not bl- even a half an block? hour from, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. from Downingtown. And I don't know where my wife is getting the information, but it was that you know apparently it was like some sort of supervised visit. That, I don't know. That, that the person that was there supervising the visit had turned away and looked away for like one second. So maybe it is point, her mother if it's yeah. a supervised visit. Yeah, yeah. not sure. Um, so they're, if you know anything about them or you see the car, um, you're asked to contact the Downingtown Police Department. Authorities are looking for a group of suspects accused of carjacking a woman while she waited in line to use an air pump at a Burlington County Wawa. Medford Township Police say the carjacking happened in broad daylight at the Wawa off of Route 70 around 2.30 last Saturday. Investigators say three people in their teens or early 20s approached the victim's car. She waited in line to use the air pump and forcibly removed her. The woman was not hurt, but police say the suspects took off in the 2004 Grace Sebring. That's why now when I bump my uh, uh, air, when I pull into those areas, I do it from inside the car and crawl oh. down into the wheel. Well. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. A, yeah, you're not going to yeah. get jacked. Pull it through a way. slide opening in the window. Hey, I, w- I do want to point something out. There's uh, uh, there's been a couple times I've gone, and as things get cooler, your uh, the air um, contracts, and, yeah. and you need to refill your your tires. And there's always a long line and everything. But um, I, I went uh, not that long ago, Casey, to the Wawa in Rio or uh, in Wildwood. Yes, and I'm pumping the air in. It is not putting air in my tire. It is taking air out of my tire. Oh, wow! Wait, and I and the. I was so mad. I was so angry. It wasn't working, and I've had it happen a couple of times. You got to be very wah-wah. leery of that. And, and and a lot of they used to have them. I mean, they don't have them as much anymore. They'd have the built-in readout on the uh, yeah. On these the, do the oh, wild they do? Yeah, wild. yeah, it does. But then I'm gonna but go to Wildwood. It's not it, it, and it's happened at a different one too. Okay. Where if you don't have the seal just properly on there, it'll leak it out. It, it's leaking it out. It's taking like it out. It. And I'm like, well, what the hell am I supposed <laughs> yeah. to do now? It was already low. Now it's extreme. <laughs> low uh-huh. because they've been sitting here didn't piss me off. Yeah. So I got to go saying. deflate my tires, hon. I'll be right back. You know, I usually go to, there's a Fritz's Liberty uh, around the corner from my house. and they have Okay, a, say, good to see you. <laughs> but, uh, I say it because Vinny used to be our intern oh. here. Uh, and uh, But anyway, they have a great pump. But the, what bothers me is that the people who use the air pump hose, 
it's it's real easy to just put it back nice they just and leave it. They just leave yeah, it, or it's yeah. like all twisted and yeah. bad manners. I'm like, yeah, it is. It, I mean, yeah. I, I swear to God, like. People well, suck sometimes. I feel bad for you guys, um, but at least you weren't abducted or your car wasn't stolen. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Good point, Kath. This is true. Police Could later, be worse than the pump. Yeah, right. Exactly. Police later recovered the vehicle about 15 miles away in Willingboro. Police uh, are telling residents to be aware of their surroundings. Mitchell & Ness, the company known for its rec- replica apparel, has just added an influx of new and well-known investors. LeBron James, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Joel Embiid, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Rich Paul, Odell Beckham Jr., and Kevin Hart are among the people to join the company's ownership group as other uh, as have others from the wow. entertainment and sports industries. Yeah, there's like, uh, you know, a number of names also that were added not that long ago. Uh, this comes months after Fanatics and another group of famous investors brought Mitchell and Ness in, uh, bought Mitchell and Ness in February. That group uh, included Jay-Z and Lil Baby, among others. Remember one time they sent us a box of a bunch of stuff from oh, Mitchell yeah. and Ness oh, yeah. here? I still have it. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, me too. It's really good quality. Awesome. And it's listen, great. with all these new investors, they probably want to sell and get some good stuff sure. out to people. Uh, so, probably send you know. some promotional stuff yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. maybe a good like idea a, for them to send. No, well, yeah, the I sell some really cool things. The, the company which started in Philadelphia now has all of these big names, you know, connected to it. So you left out Mr. Belding, the guy uh, Dennis Haskins. Yeah, he, he was in he he was Belding. as well. Okay. Yeah, he bought one. <laughs> Fanatics took ownership of 75% of the company in that deal, which valued Mitchell and Ness at $250 million, dollars, while the investor group... Uh, you, LeBron, took, it's Haskins. What's your... Took the other 25%. What? Wow. That's, 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 a, that's, that's, a, that's a big upgrade. Money. How much was it again? Uh, let's, uh, $250 million. Jeez. So they, Quarter of a billion dollars? Damn. Yeah. Damn. 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 <laughs> These new investors led some of the NBA's biggest stars. Will help the company uh, with its future Damn. collaborations, <laughs> capsule collabora- uh, collections, and other creative endeavors. And earlier this year, Mitchell and Ness acquired the rights to all 32 NHL teams so it can design products for that wow. league. Mitchell and Ness is part of what has become an ever uh, larger portfolio owned and run by Fanatics and its CEO, Michael Rubin. Here's the deal. Their gear is quality, you know, and not oh, only yeah. does it look yeah. good, but it's also like it, it it's durable. Case yeah. you know? I had a uh, a Flyers mm-hmm. uh, jersey clipped. Somebody I uh, somebody took it. Yeah, I'm like I will, I will never have one as good again. Yeah. Wasn't it you you mentioned when they sent us that box? I mean, that was years, years ago. ago. I, I still yeah. have, I still have it. It's still in great shape. Yep, yeah, me too. Yep, it lasts. Boy, it sounds like what we're saying is we'd they like should... some more. <laughs> yeah, I don't have enough Phillies gear like from them. We should. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I have a lot of Eagles gear for them. Yeah, that's they... plug all good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Where'd you get that hat? Christmas gift. <laughs> the business has grown. See, Kenny. <laughs> the business has grown so much that Ruben sold off t- uh, his 10% stake in Harris Blitzer Sports Entertainment, the holding company that owns the Philadelphia 76ers and the New Jersey Devils. That's in wild. June, That's right? wild, yeah. Insane. I mean, Fanatics is a Philly company, too. And, and uh, I mean, it, Michael Rubin started GSI Commerce, which started in King of Prussia. And it's really remarkable to see how much that's grown over the years. And, and now he's so big that he doesn't even want to own the Sixers anymore. Yeah, not part of the Sixers anymore. Don't you feel like this. an underachiever? Yes, oh, yeah. No, you forget we all became millionaires off of our ice cream flavors. Oh, man, I got so sick. I was watching, uh, who do you call it, Mark uh, Cuban, sitting in a nice bath, and they were talking about how he got started. He started his whole, he is a tech billionaire. Yeah. Owns the Mavericks. Started with $8,000 investment. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, Richard Branson, similar. Yeah, same guy. He started. He would. He was uh, uh, selling uh, vinyl records. Yeah, that's how he started. I mean, did, like you know, just going around, like going around door to door and doing this stuff. You uh-huh. get started. You have to be wired that way. The savvy yeah. you have to have is you know. Well, we also got to have a little bit of luck as uh, well. Luck is a very yeah. important. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you have to take that risk. You know what I mean? Yeah. If we had eight thousand dollars, I'd be like, I am not yeah, investing right? all of this. In yeah. I've got shoes to buy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. In sports this morning. <laughs> The Sixers are on the road tonight with the first of back-to-back games in Toronto against the Raptors. Tip-off for tonight's game is at 7.30. The two teams will play in Toronto again on Friday night. The Phillies and the Astros continue to prepare for Game 1 of the World Series on Friday in Houston. The Phillies are traveling to Texas today. Aaron Nola is expected to get the start in the series opener. The first pitch on Friday night is scheduled for just after 8 o'clock. The Union are in the playoffs and will host New York City FC on Sunday at Subaru Park. The Eastern Conference final match is set to begin at 8 o'clock. And the Flyers return to action tomorrow night when they host the Florida Panthers. Forward James Van Riemsdyk is dealing with a fractured finger and will undergo surgery on Friday. The injury occurred during the first period of Flyers' loss on Sunday. Following yesterday's practice, head coach John Tortorella said the team was uncertain about Van Riemsdyk's recovery timetable, but coming back from a fractured finger usually takes about four to six weeks. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you, Kathy. Happy that you were with us once again today, and we have some exciting things in store. Wednesday mornings mean a little stop on television, so uh, we're going to do Fox Good Day uh, around 8 o'clock, and then right after that, so it's like five minutes before 8, and then at 8, we do You Who Loot again, your opportunity to win $1,000. We had a great record yesterday, giving yeah. away cash. Let's do it again today. Let's match it, so 8 and 10 a.m. with us, and then, of course, throughout the day, uh, noon, 3 and 5, and we have a few guests on the program. We're getting ready for the Camp Out for Hunger, so our buddy Jeff, uh, Jeff Walton is coming by for the... Uh, Fourth annual Fill a Trunk Camp Out for Hunger Car Show. Yes. Which is going on the same day as the Burger Brawl. Yep. And getting ready for the Camp Out for Hunger the day after that. And you never know, maybe some more other activities as well. And we're getting set for the World Series, obviously. So this morning, it's amazing. We had him in not that long ago. Could have talked to him all day long. Just the sweetest guy in the world. Charlie Manuel is going to be here today. I can't yeah. think of a better guy to have in for this. Yep, so yeah. we'll spend some time talking about, uh, you know, the upcoming series and what we can look forward to. And he's a man of experience, so we're going to talk to yeah. him about all that stuff. And I've never met a guy who loves the long ball more than Charlie Manuel, man. He loves home runs, and there yeah. were a lot of him in that last series. Yep, so we'll talk to him about that. And John Brazier yes. is coming by. Yes, Yes, the director of fun and games for the Philadelphia Phillies. And we've had him by here Right before each one of these yes. uh, play uh, these postseason playoff right. games, and it's gone well so far. So not effing with it. Talking to John this morning, and we also have a meet and eat today because there is a Bud Light Thursday night kickoff party tomorrow night. Marissa will be at the Hilltown Tavern on Roxborough Avenue. So I like that place. They're going to stop by. They're going to give us some stuff to give to you, so you will uh, you will reap the benefits this morning. And. That wasn't enough. We have a secret text word today, and we have a chance for you to win a pair of tickets for uh, Chris DiStefano's sold-out show, The Right Intention, Wrong Movie Move Tour, uh, which is going to be Friday at the Fillmore. So uh, text the word secret to 39333. 
We'll see if you get the tickets. We'll send you a word. We'll ask you to call in later with the word. Designated caller gets the tickets to the show on Friday. And we'll also grab a random texture and give some away that way as well. So we're loaded. Loaded to the gills, friends. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. The Entertainment Report, the Super Question are up when we return. So hang in there. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Podcasts? Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve show podcast. Let's give some away. We have a stupid question. Chance for a $50 Metro Diner gift card. The question I have for you is one, I couldn't have told you the answer. Well, I guess maybe so, but not the whole answer. So, what is Neo's full name in the Matrix? Mm. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I knew this. 215-263-WMMR. I just thought of him as Neo. Uh, what is Neo's full name in the film The Matrix? 215-263-WMMR. Let's go through some birthdays while we wait for your answer. Wednesday, October 26th. Uh, we'll start with the guy who was in the news recently, Anthony Rapp, who had the uh, case against uh, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, it was and overturned, it, right? Ended up being dismissed, yeah. He just uh, tweeted at the radio station not that long ago. Stop it. He's a, uh, a proud sag after member and uh, was uh, voicing his support for the union and uh, said some nice things about uh, MMR. Oh, that's oh, wow. cool. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I would love to talk to him sometime. Being a being a fan of, of Rent, he, yes. was, he played Mark. He's great. Uh, the original, you know, g- g- cast of Rent. And, uh, and he's been in tons of movies throughout the years. I remember him in uh, Adventures in Babysitting. <laughs> Yeah, he was the the, great. the the guys. He was the the son's best friend, or the, one of the kids that's being babysat. Oh. Does he have Philly ties? Because he's a Phillies fan. That's a good question. He, he tweeted at the radio station, and he tweeted about the oh. Phillies making it into the World Series. But I don't know if he ever spent time here. I don't know what his connection to the city is. Good question. Don't know. Would like to find out. He's fifty one years old today. Uh, Keith Urban has his birthday today. The country star, husband of uh, Nicole Kidman, as well. Yes, uh, th- that dude uh, honestly blew me away. At the, I mean, I knew he's talented, but the Bee Gees tribute thing they did after the Grammy Awards. Yeah. He did a performance of a Bee Gees song. I'm like, holy crap, this guy's really good. He turns 55 today. Actor Dylan McDermott. Uh, of the Dylans. <laughs> of the Dylans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he is 61. Um, the Practice, obviously, was a huge hit for him. Right, right. American Horror Story. Steel Magnolias. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, in, oh. the, in the Line of Fire. In the Line, line of, of Fire. fire. Great yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, so he's 61 today. One of the Angels has a birthday. Ah! Jacqueline Smith. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> she was my favorite angel. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, the hottest one? I got caught up in the in the Farrah thing. I have Farrah, a poster. Farrah was just, yeah. you know. Nipples. The, well, yeah, the poster. <laughs> big time nips. Um, little erasers, actually. <laughs> and, uh, and But Jacqueline Smith, I was like, there's something really special going on there. Man. Absolutely. And I was a kid, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. She was uh, phenomenal. Uh, but she turns uh, 77 years old today, but uh, very glamorous, yes. Uh, Pat Sajak has his birthday ah, today. So hot. He was talking about nipple rings. Yes. Uh, he turns 76 years old today and has finally recently talked about 
look, yes, I'm going to hang it up one day. Yeah. Uh, not in the near, near future, not like next year or something like that, but probably pretty soon he's going to he's gonna hang it up. The word that describes him is smooth. He's yeah. just been at it so long. He's got a really good sense of humor. He's great with the contestants. He's just a great host. Yeah. He's, he's got the chops. Uh, he turns uh, 76 years old today. Carrie Elways oh. had a little resurgence in uh, Stranger Things. You notice his career turned around when he apologized to us for yeah. not being able to make it into the studio that That's day? That's right, yes. He but was going to be in town for something. I can't remember. Isn't he back in our bag races again? Didn't he blow us off again? No, no, no. Are you sure? I'm almost positive. Yeah, no, he came on and it was a good interview. It was good. He apologized and then a a few months later he came on and we had him on and he chatted about his time. I think he was at the Kimmel Center. Okay. It was a good chat. Okay, good, good. All right, Uh, I like that guy. So he turns, obviously, the Princess Bride and Glory. Liar, liar, glory, saw. Uh, He is 60 years old today. It's also a very uh, lovely woman's birthday today, Steve. Is it Kathy Lee Gifford? No. Is it uh, Ripper? No. Is it uh, Rita Wilson? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, she's wonderful. I gotta tell you, she's just such a sweetheart. I remember Joy and I went over there, kind of, and I have to admit, it was kind of unannounced. And she had us come in, and she had us sit down, and she made us a lovely meal. Uh, she threw some things together, and it was the best couscous I've ever had. Really? Oh, she's amazing. It's amazing with couscous. And I'm dead, and I still remember. Uh, Rita is uh, celebrating her 66th birthday. The, the film that they met on, was that, uh, was that the one where they were in the uh, the, the uh, overseas doing... Uh, yeah, they were doing the um, Peace Corps. The Peace Corps, that's right. I remember and what was, was the name Volunteers. of Volunteers. Volunteers was the film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. John Candy. John uh, Candy was super talented. We lost him too soon. Uh, so, yeah, those two, her and Tom Hanks, uh, met on that uh, on that trip. She could be sexy. She I can, um, totally, man. Yeah. In the Wonders? Absolutely. Yeah. She's super hot. Uh, she's also, uh, and she, she'll play, she'll she pick up some. She would. Uh, <laughs> All right. I mean. Regis, is, you know, has no filter. No, of course yeah, not. Yeah. Why not? He's dead. He doesn't need to. <laughs> Uh, she's still a very attractive woman, uh, and and she, you know what, you you mainly see her in kind of like supporting roles. Yes, yes. She's not a uh, a starring role. In person. fact, that role with Tom Hanks was probably one of her more major roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. But uh, yeah, she's great. She's 66 today. Uh, how do you say? Okay, so the love boat, Julie, Lauren, Tweez, Tweez. That's what I've heard. Okay, T E W. E-S is how yeah. it's spelled. I would I would say two is, but I so that's I. odd. But tweeze, okay. Uh, so she is 69 years old today. She had some uh, drug issues while the show was at its popularity. Left the series, came back later. Uh, she was in a movie, Preston, if you remember years ago, when the Dallas Cowgirls were just... Everyone was enamored the of cheerleaders. Them. Yeah. They did a, t- a t- made-for-TV movie, I remember. and she was auditioning for the Dallas Cowboys. I don't remember that part. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. So wait a minute. So she left Love Boat and then came back. Came back. back yeah. Oh, yeah. Who did they replace her with? <clears throat> well, or they, did they? I they, mean, they had Vicky. Was yeah, there. they brought in Vicky, and they brought in this other actress. I forget her name, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders uh, made-for-TV movie. You do have to admit. Their outfits are insanely yeah, hot. They were good. They yeah, were very we're, good. We're Especially looking at a time. picture of her, and she looks really cute in that outfit. So, uh, She is 69 years old today. Uh, singer Natalie Merchant has her birthday, uh, formerly of the 10,000 Maniacs, and then had a very, very successful solo career. Just the voice actually, of an angel, Preston. And she didn't shave a pit. What? 
Uh, I looked her up not that long ago, just a couple of years ago, because I I like her voice, and I and there are some songs of hers and of Ten Thousand Maniacs that I really enjoyed. I dug and that just band. Tried to find to see if she was still performing, and I really I kind of hit a brick wall. I really couldn't find uh, anything. I always liked them. Yeah, I found, always liked her. I found Ten Thousand Maniacs, but they have a different lead singer, which is. You know, I mean, the, the band, the yeah. voice of the band was Natalie Merchants. They were a, a Lilith Fair favorite, were they not? Uh, or were they, did they precede Lilith Fair? 10,000 Maniacs, they preceded. Natalie yeah. Merchant was on her own by the time that whole thing surfaced. Now, she may have been on one or two of those tours, yeah. if yeah. I recall correctly. She would have been perfect for that. Uh, but she turns 59 years old today. Seth MacFarlane, the filmmaker, creator, family guy, American dad, Ted Movies. Uh, he turns 49 years old today. So I end up watching the bloopers to A Million Ways to Die in the West a lot, or <laughs> the outtakes, because they are extraordinarily funny. I love that movie. Are, are you guys... I've never seen yeah. it. Yeah. They're, never I mean, seen it. Obviously, Blazing Saddles is the ultimate Western comedy, but uh, it, this one is certainly a contender. Slapstick, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and just, you know, he he has a style of humor that I love, and at one point, the, I, there's just such a throwaway stupid line where he's um, talking to one of the Native Americans in, in the Native American tongue, and, and one of the words he says is Mila Kunis. Seth <laughs> <laughs> McFarlane is 49 today. John Heater. Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was talking to uh, Caroline because we, we chat about, you know, movies that she hasn't seen yet. It's funny because um, she hasn't seen The Matrix, and that was our stupid question. Right, right, right. And she's never seen Napoleon Dynamite. I'm like, those two are on the list. Yeah. We have to watch those movies together, and I got to make a plan to do that soon. And Napoleon Dynamite, the funny thing, and I've mentioned this many times. First time I saw it, I'm like, I don't get it. Right. This Sometimes is, that happens. I'm like, this is dumb. I, yeah. I I do not understand this at all. And then <laughs> it eased into my world, and I'm like, this is hilarious. There are a lot of great movies there to like that. You don't get it the first time around, it ends up becoming absolutely a scream to you. Absolutely. Uh, Blades of Glory he's into with Will Ferrell and Craig T. Nelson. And I love that movie. It is a complete junk food movie, uh, but it cracks me up. Uh, John Heater is 45 years old today. And related to Vaisikahema, yes, right? He's the, his father. Uh, oh, that's right. No, not his father. Oh. No, through marriage, uh, through uh, I think it's his, his wife's side of the family. Yeah, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, uh, happy birthday to John Heater. And then finally, Bootsy Collins, a P-Funk, man. Wow. Parliament Funkadelic. He's related to Jim Gardner. I, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a very little known lineage in Jim's family line, but yeah. Uh, no, Bootsy is celebrating his uh, 71st birthday. Bootsy's today. a fun name. It is a fun. It's probably not his given name, though, right? Uh, Bootsy? No. Yeah. Probably Bootessence. Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> uh, great bass player. You cannot have funk without a great bass player. No question. Uh, so happy 71st birthday to Bootsy Collins. What? No, his, his real name is William Earl, uh, and then in quotes, Bootsy Collins. And Casey, uh, he, he said his mother gave him that nickname, Bootsy, and he says, I asked her why, he explained to a journalist one time, and she just said, because you look like a Bootsy. <laughs> and I left it at that. That's all you need. Yeah, sometimes that explanation well, will have to yeah. work. That's cool that the nickname came from his mom. Yes. And not something that he made up or, you know. Can't do that. Wanted an alter ego. And it's just his mom called him Bootsy. I think that's cute. I dig it. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. What is Neo's full name? Uh, in the movie The Matrix, 215-263-WMMR. We will go to Rich to see if we can get an answer. Hey, how you doing, Rich? 
Ah, living the dream. I love to hear that. All right, so what is uh, Neo's full name, please, sir? Thomas A. Anderson. That is not what I have here, but a lot of people on hold had that exact same answer. So quick check. I was doing IMDb. I do remember Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Hold on, we're checking on that. Yeah, I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, yeah. My source, my source is incorrect. I have Anthony Anderson here. From, uh... Yeah. Blackish? Yeah. I think they messed up. They did. I think that whoever wrote this uh, jotted down the wrong answer. But, uh, yes, it is apparently Thomas A. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. (laughs) So great. And Colin got it right, so we are going to give him a $50 Metro Diner gift card. You can celebrate Metro Diner's 30th anniversary with past favorites for a limited time, including their classic Reuben stacked with deli sliced corned beef, sauerkraut, melted cheese, Swiss cheese, that is, and Thousand Island dressing on garlic, rye bread. And you can visit MetroDiner.com for all the information. So a little bit of a follow-up on uh, Leslie Jordan passing away. Uh, for weeks leading up to his untimely death on Monday, uh, he apparently reported had uh, he had complained of shortness of breath. So, so this, did, did they believe that he had some sort of medical issue while driving and that's yeah. what caused the crash? According to that's TMZ, so the Will and Grace actor had even scheduled an appointment with a cardiologist uh, to address his issues. Oh, no. Yeah, law oh. enforcement officials told the outlet that they believe that he did have a heart attack. Um, you know, they're, they're going to wait for medical uh, uh, to concur with yeah. that. But uh, as of now, it looks like that. But it caused him to... Uh, to crash his car into a building in Los Angeles. There was a guy that I worked with uh, back in St. Louis. Yeah, you who, mentioned. Who died that way. He he had a heart attack and veered into oncoming traffic. And I, I, unfortunately, if I remember correctly, some other people died because of that. It, Ooh, it, it, it happens happen. more than you would think. Nick, did yeah. you have somebody? Yeah, in, my uncle. Your uncle, yeah. Yeah, and, and he was driving around Lake Tahoe with my aunt at the time and um, died. And, uh, and then the car went off the road. Um, but before that happened, he was already dead. Wow! Oh my Wait, God! Was your aunt in the car yeah. too? And sh- did she grab control, uh, grab the wheel, or something? She tried, and yeah. then it, it spun down. It was an oh. awful thing. I mean, she she's oh. okay. She lived. She survived. But I mean, she had uh, several broken I mean, ribs. And it, there's, it was, there's nothing bad. you can do. I no. mean, so, so especially if you're sitting behind the wheel. Uh, speaking to that, the, the new um, the new iPhone configuration has a um, a jostle feature yeah. that will. Um, yeah, call if you if, if it believes you've been in some sort of accident. Do you see what's been? Did you hear what's happened? No, lately? what's happened? Roller coasters. Oh my god! I'm no it's been. It's. I had a story a while back. I never got a chance to get to it, but apparently, <laughs> well, of course, that would the authorities do were alerted by of several different people on roller coasters, especially the ones that will come into a very quick stop yep. at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, right. alerting them that they had been That's in an funny. accident. So they're tweaking that maybe a little bit. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, so, yeah, they found out there were reports that uh, he was not breathing uh, and had no pulse uh, when authorities arrived on the scene. They spent 40 minutes trying to resuscitate him. So I guess the accident, uh, you know, they're, they're, they didn't see uh, injuries such that would go, okay, clearly this guy expired like this. And, right, and, right, uh, right. He was, and he wasn't breathing or didn't have a pulse. So they're assuming that's what it was. Uh, the official cause of death is not yet known. Many, of course, took to social media on Monday to honor him, including uh, his Will & Grace co-star, Megan Mullally, who said, my heart is breaking. I really can't believe it. Leslie Jordan was, hands down, one of the greats. People use the expression a lot, and I'm not sure that it was always applicable. Uh, there aren't that many people who are truly great at anything, but Leslie was flawlessly funny, a virtuoso of comedy. His timing, his delivery, all apparently effortless, and you can't get any better than that. Uh, Craig Lagans texted me and said, Randy Macho Man Savage died yeah. while driving? 
Yeah, I oh. just, uh, a few people were texting that into I the show. I didn't know that. Yeah, and he, was, yeah. Uh, he had a, a heart attack. He was 58 years old, and he was driving with his wife in Florida and then became un- oh. unresponsive and lost control of his Jeep Wrangler. By the way, when you're driving it's just, uh, and you're driving long distances, it's the same when you're sitting on a, on a flight. You, you should move yeah. your legs a bit and, and you know, try to help the circulation. Yeah. Uh, that, that can help avoid that. A little bit. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they say that uh, flying, you can you can get blood clots if you're not uh, careful, if you're sedentary a little too long. Uh, speaking of Leslie Jordan, there's uh, an audio clip Steve sent over. Do we have that? It's when uh, WAP yeah. came out. It's It resurfaced, and it's uh, providing people with a lot of joy. I, I remember this yeah. when, when it first came out, and it was hilarious, his reaction. It was yeah. a, a reaction video to him listening to the song. And uh, after he heard it, wait, wait that's... Uh, it just says IG popularity. Marissa resent it twice already, so uh, I don't know if this is the one or not. I don't think it is. Hang on a second. What are y'all doing? This is awful. That's from yesterday. It's still March. Yeah, yeah. That was from yeah, yeah. yesterday. Uh, yeah, he was... Uh, it's him... Obviously, you can imagine him reacting as soon as they say wet ass. Right. right. You know. we, we have it. Okay. Uh, here we go. This is him listening. Seven days a week. He's putting his hand over his mouth. Cardi B's new song, Wet Wop. W-A-P, that's an acronym. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, Lord. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I can't believe it. Well, that is just shocking. Oh, my God, there's some whores in his house. There's some whores. Well, that's just, oh, my Lord. I guess, well, I don't judge. To each his own. I guess every garbage can has its lid. But... <laughs> every garbage can has its lid. I've never heard that phrase before. That's great. Uh, but uh, sad news, so we'll see when the when the official uh, cause of death is out. But they're assuming that it was a heart attack. All right. I, I hope you went quick. Yes. Uh, Matthew Perry. There's more uh, coming out about his uh, memoir. That's his Friday, right? The Diane Sawyer interview? Excerpts coming out. Yeah. Yeah. So Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing is the memoir. In an excerpt published by the Times, uh, he admitted that he broke up with Julia Roberts in the 1990s because he felt that he would never be enough for her. I think we've all had that. I think when I broke up with Halle Berry, it was the same. Yeah. Yeah, you You can't. You didn't know. And I just met Claire, and I'm like, well, I really like her. Yeah. Uh, The actor said that uh, he and Roberts began dating after she did a cameo on Friends. However, Perry had trouble believing that it would last. He said, dating Julia Roberts had been too much for me. I had been constantly certain that she was going to break up with me. Uh, and he said that uh, he felt that she was slumming it with him. I could totally see that. Self-loathing yeah. Yeah. It will will sabotage you all the time. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, it, it, it manifests at different times in your life. I think we all succumb to it. So I could see that. But he's sitting on top of the world at this point, you yeah. know? But he, but he also was, you know, his addiction stuff was happening at that time. Yep, yep. So he probably did her a favor. Yes. And maybe yeah. he kind of saw it that way, too. Yeah. Uh, but he said, um, uh, why would she not? I was not enough. I could never be enough. I was broken, bent, unlovable. Uh, so instead of facing the inevitable agony of losing her, I broke up with the beautiful and brilliant Julia Roberts. And he also said he couldn't, and he quotes uh, in the book, he goes, uh, I couldn't begin to describe the look of confusion on her face <laughs> when he ended things. Uh, and I also read uh, another, uh, or it was part of the the interview coming up, Steve, where he said that uh, overall, 
uh, going through rehab as many times as he has. He said he has spent around nine million dollars. Yes, in nine million dollars in rehab. It. Yeah, the the um. Obviously, with the book out and all this, in case maybe you can speak to it, I know my, my brother probably could, mm. putting it out this open, this much, sh- the spotlight on it this much, do you think that increases the odds that this will take a little bit more? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Because I don't know what his commitment to his sobriety is. Right. You know? Right. Like, I That'd just... be the meter. You hope. I maybe hope. maybe as an insurance, he sees it as an yeah, insurance policy. Yeah, That's I know. what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that I'll put this out there, right. and now the world knows I am committed. The the, the spotlight is even, or yeah. the microscope is even more on me. Yeah, maybe. You know, but I, whether that takes or not, who knows, but, you know, he might see it that way. With I the 3,000 times I ever tried to quit smoking, you know, there were times where I, like, professed it. I, I, yeah. I quit smoking, and then I had failed so many times that, like, any time I had tried after that... I'm like, I'm not going to say anything because <laughs> right, yeah. somebody sees me smoking a cigarette, yeah. they're going to say something, uh, and I don't I don't need that pressure on me. So who, maybe. Yeah. It might be the opposite for him. Maybe all yeah. those times he's done it under the radar, and now he's like, okay. It's I'm true. Putting, I'm putting this out there. It's so true. who's to say? Yeah. Who's to say? Uh, Jonah Hill is opening up about his mental health in his upcoming Netflix documentary called Stutz. Uh, the film, directed by Hill, centers on his therapy sessions with Phil Stutz. And he said, I'm just going to acknowledge how odd this endeavor is. A patient making a movie about his therapist uh, in the recently released ter- trailer. He says, but my life has gotten immeasurably better as a result of working with you. If it worked for me, maybe it will work for other people. Uh, the trailer also shows Stutz imparting his wisdom on Hill. Isn't he married to Norma Stitz? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Stutz and Stitz. Yeah. Uh, he said, you can't move forward without being vulnerable. Stutz says, vulnerability, connection to the rest of the world. Uh, you're giving out a signal to the world. I need you because I can't do this by myself. Wouldn't this be considered a... If he's actively in treatment with this guy, isn't that sort of a breach of protocol? I mean, I guess no, if the therapist no, it's is up into to, it. It's up to you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, if... if like when uh, Dr. Mike, when we say, right. yes, you yeah, can yeah. talk about my problem, go ahead. It's up to Mike to go, okay, right. I feel comfortable talking yeah. about I mean, this. So. It's different, than obviously, than the Matthew Perry situation. But, I, Steve, I, I kind of feel like it is a little odd that it's this public, that there's a film about right. therapy. But also, it's kind of brave that he's putting it out there. And maybe just as an actor, he's so used to being filmed anyway. It but doesn't it, matter. Yeah. Well, I can see on the, on the, on the if, if it leads to people saying, you know what, maybe I should talk to right. someone. Well, then look that's at, a positive. Well, that that quote I just gave from the doctor yeah. is kind of speaks to maybe potentially what Matthew Perry's trying yeah. to do, and possibly him. It says, you know, you can't move forward without being vulnerable. Uh, vulnerability is your connection to the rest of the world. You're giving out the signal to the world. I need you because I can't do this by myself. So maybe that's why he's doing yeah. it. You know, uh, in August, uh, the Wolf of Wall Street actor shared with Rolling Stone that he has struggled with anxiety attacks for nearly twenty years. He said the whole purpose of making this film is to give therapy. And the tools I've learned in therapy to a wide audience for private use through an entertaining film. There you go. Uh, the documentary will begin streaming on Netflix coming up on November 14th. So that might be worth checking out. Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson uh, are apparently on good terms. Oh, that's great. Oh, despite their I was so worried. In August. Uh, a source told Entertainment a source. Tonight, Pete and Kim still keep in touch. They, they talk to each other all the time. Uh, it was, oh, <laughs> okay. E.T. E.T., yeah. yeah. Uh, it, I got a scoop for you. 
We were monitoring the satellites around your planet, and they've been talking a lot. <laughs> so the, the source yeah. said it wasn't a bad fallout or breakup, uh, so things are good between them, and they've remained in contact. So you think that might... Uh, we we, we yeah, kindle? I don't think kindle? so. No? I okay. think she has... I think Kim Kardashian is very... Um, Laid out in the way she proceeds through her romantic endeavors. Okay. I think next is Jonah Hill. Uh, Orlando, <laughs> Orlando Bloom celebrated uh, his fiance Katy Perry's 38th birthday with a sweet Instagram tribute on Tuesday. Alongside a photo of the couple, he wrote, Each time we take a trip around the sun and get to celebrate you, I'm reminded that on this journey together and whatever the weather is, whatever the weather, I'm always smiling. Did he go wakeboarding with his penis out? I don't know if he did or not, but I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Because why not? Uh, the trip around the sun thing, it's not its not original anymore. Yeah. Don't try and use it as, and, a, and as if you're hot. poetic. It's yet. so hot. I know, I know. But, like, it's been said so many times. Have uh, you- yeah, go ahead. Hey, no, have you seen him lately? He actually he's gotten jacked for a uh, a, a new role he's playing. I, I forget what it is, but he's oh. he's pretty beefy. Hey, will you guys help me? It's Rochelle's birthday tomorrow. Maybe you can uh, help absolutely me, help me come up with a with an Instagram post. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And how to word it just right, so I don't use a hackneyed phrase like "trip around the sun." Right, right. Or I could use all of no, those. No, I was just gonna say yeah. that's what you should do. You should talk about your journey and and trip around the sun. <laughs> let's around the sun. let's call from the most recent celebrities mm-hmm. uh, and their posts. On Instagram and just take every other sentence. All right. Okay. You know what? I did one for my wife. Uh, let me just see. Yeah, I saw that. It was a sweet one. On our trip was around it? Kensington. Uh, I said, happy birthday. Usually on your birthday, you are the one that receives gifts, yet we have all been gifted with the presence of your presence. <laughs> oh, oh, my That was God. good. Yeah. Amazing! That's a oh, wow, wow! Presence right. of your presence. That play on words. Yeah, yeah. Nick Pres- spelled differently as in a gift. Yeah, yeah. and then of presence. your presence meaning yeah. your right. existence. Yeah. Mm. Wow. You should yeah. take a walk around one of your children, Preston, <laughs> yes. like and and just trip around the sun. sun. Yeah, trip around yeah. my sun. Yeah, Actually, okay. like a trip and fall. Yes, yeah. there you go. as I'm going around I tri- my sun. I tripped around my sun. Around Carter. Wow. I like that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, or, or just simply, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. What's up? Wait, hey, yeah, yeah. what are you going to do? <laughs> Sometimes a simple I love you. That'll do it. Yeah. The, some, yep. the, the honesty is too much. Mm. <laughs> and I have to. Sometimes yes, when do it, we do touch, the honesty is too All much. Right, we'll think about it. Uh, so let's see what else I have here for you. Uh, People reports that Bachelor in Paradise alums, Kaylin Miller Keys and Dean Unglert, are officially engaged. I love you. The pair, <laughs> Mrs. Unglert. The pair met. <laughs> what, what, what was that again? <laughs> on the show in 2019. It's table a, for the Unglerts. And have been dating uh, since then. Uh, the, oh, I'm sorry. The pud pullers were ahead of you. Uh, uh, Unglert <laughs> shared on a podcast that uh, <laughs> the pud pullers. <laughs> <laughs> Shared that he lost the first engagement ring that he purchased. Uh, he I lost find it. it. Oh, yeah, I can't. It's in my Cheerios. He said it might be in the garage somewhere. But uh, yeah. Uh, Moral of the story is don't put your engagement rings in the junk drawer. Uh, he said so. I did have to go out and buy a placeholder ring for now, but it's not quite as nice as the first one. You're so stupid. <laughs> How could you do that? 
Unglert added that the proposal will happen by the time this podcast airs, maybe. Oh, they have a podcast. He said maybe the day after it airs, yes. So is this an actual Bachelor success story where it's, you know, three years later? I can't imagine. uh, They've been dating since 2019. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Something went wrong. They're supposed to break up after a year. Yeah. So, but they weren't. Uh, they they met on the show. They didn't like yeah, win yeah. it or anything along those so lines. I think this so. is like one of those ones where uh, we can sort of applaud it. Oh, sure. Maybe. Maybe. He was probably working catering. Yeah. We'll see about that. You want a donut? Um. How about? Let's see what time is it. All right. Um. I got a couple more stories. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy are getting into the Christmas spirit, and they're doing it with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Uh, the first trailer for the Marvel Studios Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special debuted yesterday, showing the heroes trying to cheer up Star-Lord, who's sad about Gamora being gone by throwing him a grand Christmas on Earth. Uh, Drax, Rocket, Groot, Nebula, and Mantis each return. At one point, Drax and Mantis seek out Kevin Bacon, <laughs> who plays himself as a Christmas present for Star-Lord. We have a little clip of this? Yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. I just saw on the calendar that right now on Earth, it's almost Christmas time. But Peter's so sad about Gamora being gone. Maybe if we go to Earth for a really wonderful Christmas gift, it would make him happy. We're looking for the legendary Kevin Bacon. We're looking for the legendary Kevin Bacon. I just said that, Drax. If your voice is small and mousy, I think maybe he didn't hear you. You're coming with us. That's a Christmas present. <laughs> They're chasing him They're down chasing the street. They're chasing him, everything. yeah. Uh, in July, writer-director James Gunn told Entertainment Tonight that the Disney special, um, about the Disney special, he said, we get all the holiday goodness that you would expect from a Guardians Christmas special with very little understanding of what Christmas actually is because they're in outer space. Uh, the team already wrapped filming uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which will be out in uh, May of 2023. So, uh, the, and the James Gunn story, uh, which I send over to you, Preston, is pretty amazing. He's he's now going to basically head all of the DC superhero movies that are coming out. Yeah, so that's pretty amazing. Yeah, he's going to be there, Kevin Feige. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard took to Twitter to share a first look at her character in the upcoming animated Disney Plus series Tales of the Jedi which is an anthology show based within the Star Wars franchise. Uh, the Jurassic World actress will be playing Yaddle. Yaddle? A female version of the species that iconic Yoda character comes from. Oh. Uh, who also first appeared in the franchise's prequel trilogy. So there's Yaddles and Yodas? Uh, Yaddles and Yodas, exactly. Um, so uh, she said, so little is known about the Star Or no, I'm sorry, she didn't say this. Uh, this is just a commentary. Uh, so little is known about the Star Wars species that created powerful force-wielding Jedis. Perhaps Yaddle will finally reveal some secrets about this particular world. Uh, Howard is not at all new to the Star Wars franchise, having previously directed two episodes of The Mandalorian. And she did a great job. And one episode of The Book of Boba Fett. Her father, of course, Ron Howard, stepped in to direct Solo, A Star Wars Story, after its original directors Phil Lord and Chris Miller dropped out of the project. Howard spent a lot of time on the set of Solo with her father, honoring uh, or honing her directing chops with advice from him and franchise creator George Lucas. So now she is voicing a character. Ron Howard offers one of those master classes, you know, where you can, uh, those were all the rage for a while. Um, and um, I was watching some of it. He has a really good, I think he makes a good teacher because he's he, he dumbs things down for the neophyte, you know? Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Tobin Bell, the actor, is set to return as Jigsaw Killer, John Kramer, mm-hmm. as Lionsgate and Twisted Pictures get set to start production on the next installment of the Saw franchise. 
Uh, Bell- Have you seen any of the saws? <laughs> I saw saw one, and that's it. I didn't see saw two or see saw. No, we're not going to do that. Yet. <laughs> what was the last saw? Uh, that's probably the last one that, that I didn't I see. I think they're up to like six. Or, okay. Yeah, five or six. I've seen a lot of the saws, almost all the saws. Uh, the first one, very unique, inventive, and then I think all oh, pretty much. Eh, well, this one, that. apparently, the, Steve, the one that he's filming now, yeah. they're titling it Saw 10. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, and it's well, supposed to come out next year. The Chris yeah. Rock movie, um, Spiral? Was that the name of it? Uh, is that a Saw movie? That's yeah. in the Saw um, realm. Universe? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is that called Saw 10s of Swing? Saw 10s of Swing? Wow. Yeah. wow. Yeah. That was an effort. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Is that Saw Sank Redemption? <laughs> okay. All right. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> Come on, press the wheels. Are oh, no, I'm not even uh, thinking no, about no. it. I'm waiting for you guys. Right, right. And, and, uh, Wait, so to quiet down so we can move along. No, no, no. I just, I, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I just want to see if anybody hits as another one. Is it Saw Patrol? Uh, like Paw Patrol. Oh, Paw Patrol. <laughs> All right, that's where we're ending. That's where we're ending. Oh, so man. the latest one is set for release on October 27th. Of it's a rom-com, right? Next year. Uh, Kevin Grutert is directing the latest project. Lionsgate and Twisted Pictures are hoping with Tobin's return to keep soft hands guessing all over all new traps and a new mystery to solve. I was showing Casey a series of videos that uh, Caroline's been watching, and it's uh, essentially... They go through all the traps. Right. And how you could have easily escaped from them if you were to put your mind to it. Oh, cool. And uh, it's an interesting breakdown of those. I would like <laughs> to see a Saw rom-com where he proposes and the <laughs> yeah. ring is in her. And it's she's got in a, her. Yeah, she's, she's got to cut, cut it out. out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tobin, as the twisted serial killer Jigsaw, kidnaps people whom he believes do not appreciate the value of life. And uh, Jigsaw revealed in earlier Saw films the terminal cancer patient John Kramer puts his subjects through physical and psychological torture in a series of tests and games to see if they have the survival instincts necessary to stay alive. You know what the name of that song was, right? <laughs> Salisbury Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Salisbury yeah. Hill. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then we'll do... <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're... Sixpence on the Richer. Nobody? Okay. Yeah. Nothing? Um, let me see. I saw here. her standing there. Oh, man. That, that's the actual yeah. 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 So, yeah. Uh, people report that on Tuesday, Sony Pictures Classics dropped the full trailer for The Sun, starring Laura Dern and Hugh Jackman. Uh, the movie centers on Dern and Jackman's son as he struggles to cope following their divorce. And it's scheduled to release theaters on November 25th. And then one last uh, casting notice. Uh, Grey's Anatomy star Jesse Williams will be joining the Only in the Murders building, Only Murders in the Building cast uh, for its third season. Uh, he'll play a documentarian who is interested in a case that Selena Gomez's Mabel Morris, Steve Martin's Charles Hayden Savage, and Martin Short's Oliver Putnam are working. I on. really enjoyed season two. I, I, I loved season one. I enjoyed season two just a bit more. Excellent. All right, uh, let's do clips. A friend of the family follows the harrowing true story of the Broberg family whose young daughter Jan, or Jan, or no, it would be Jan, uh, was kidnapped multiple times in the 1970s. In this clip, creator uh, Jan Broberg talks about how this came to happen to her. For me, it was really important to tell the story again with that kind of context, to show the psychology behind how groomers and predators operate. It's a slow process. They don't just target the child. They target all of the family members, the people around the target. Anyway! A friend of the family is available to watch on Peacock now. Uh, Next clip. 
Half-brothers reunite when their estranged father dies and discovers that his final wish was for them to dig his grave in Raymond and Ray. Here star Ethan Hawke talks about the struggle of embodying a character. I, I, I didn't want to let it go, you know. I just, and I do think part of getting older in this profession is learning how to let those characters go. Lear, learning how to let it pass through you. It's, it's really hard sometimes with characters that are in a lot of pain. You invite all the pain into you, but you got to have some way to let let go of it. Anyway! Raymond. <laughs> Ray, Raymond Ray is available on Apple TV+. Now. Um, Ethan uh. Hawke is excellent in the movie The Black Phone as uh, the villain. Yeah. Uh, and an atypical role for him, but yeah. really good. All right. Uh, by the way, you want some more? Uh, you want some more saw puns? Yes. Better call saw. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, saw ten pepper. <laughs> saw ten. Yeah, yeah. Saw pepper. ten. Pe- Absolutely. Okay. Uh, saws and sensibility, Kathy. Yeah, there you go, <laughs> yes. Jane Austen. That's for you. Um, and another one is how? Oh, how about I saw what you did last summer. <laughs> All right. Remember that sequel? I still know what you did last summer. What is it? One of the dumbest titles. Yeah. Uh, yes. And uh, what was another one? Saw's Quiet on the Western Front. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. That's all we're doing today. That's it. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. We have a lot to get to today, friends. And we're going to have guests as well. Uh, Charlie Manuel stopping by. Yes. Obviously, uh, it, it, uh, we, we have a return visit because we got World Series on our mind and getting him in and John Brazier in today. We're working the mojo Absolutely. here. Absolutely. We'll come back in a moment. Make sure that you stay with us. Cue the jingle. There it is. It's Kathy Romano, and I've revealed my 2022 Kathy's Fall Activities List. Ten brand new ideas to get you into sweater weather mood. Find the list, which includes helpful tips and coupon codes for all you fall activity fanatics. Posted now on PrestonandSteve.com. We have a new Daily Rush video for you to check out, and the title is uh, Florence Pugh is effing hairy. And the description says, Casey makes mistakes and a fair allegation with Harry Styles for Florence Pugh's apparent need for a shave. Because I had said that he was, she was effing Harry, what, and I was meaning having sex with Harry. You were paraphrasing <laughs> what, yeah. the, what the maid had, and in fact, the maid said that about them, right? Yeah, Casey thought that she was, like, had hair <laughs> all over her body. Uh, but luckily, Tom Brokaw and Booger are back in action <laughs> and getting to the bottom of it in this particular clip. So... I'll be the first to see the new Daily Rush by subscribing to our YouTube channel, sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. You can learn more at Xfinity.com. And our buddy Kyle Mack did the editing on this right. video. Nice. Yeah, it looks good. Is this your first, uh, is that his first Daily Rush video since uh, Nick yeah. Murphy I think so. Yeah. All right. Well, make sure you check that out today uh, when you get a chance. Um, there was something else I was going to mention before we dive into this, and I can't remember what that was. Uh, oh, Whoa. yes. No, I know. Uh, Hilltown Tavern is here. Yes. Oh. Yeah. We'll do some giveaways in conjunction with their appearance. So I appreciate them uh, being uh, early this morning. And they brought in shepherd's pie and wings and their mac and cheese and sliders and all kinds of good stuff like that. And their Marissa, food's really good. Marissa's going to be doing the uh, appearance tomorrow night with the MM Army. Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. And you can find them uh, at 326 Roxborough Avenue, Philadelphia. So we'll do some giveaways. We have some uh, gift cards that'll be uh, coming up. But there are... Uh, some things going in and around our town, so I thought City Beat might be uh, appropriate. 
wanted to share some stuff, and he's the meat of the beat you've been come to know as. Pass these along to you. Uh, Marissa, you're going to get that other story over to me, right? She says, Marissa had one. She had one. I had a couple things. I'm like, oh, we can city beat it. You both have your beat reporter hats on. I'm actually going to start with uh, kind of a, a bit of a, a butt plug of sorts. Um, a guy that I communicate with at the uh, Battleship New Jersey named Jack Willard. Uh, sent me oh, some, some information. They have an event coming up. It's the New Jersey Spirits Festival aboard the Battleship New Jersey. And Spirits is a play on spirits, booze, and ghosts. Oh, I like th- I like this a lot. So those spirits. But anyhow, the reason I'm bringing this up is because uh, they are asking people to bring uh, food for the uh, Camp Out for Hunger. Wow. And you get a uh, free Two Bridges tumbler if you do that. And they're serving as a drop-off for the uh, Camp Out for Hunger and... Um, uh, they also it's uh, it says you can bring uh, food items until November 9th. So uh, I love 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 the uh, battleship New Jersey. I haven't been there in a few years. Hey, I, I should get back. I, when people yeah. would come in from out of town, and I, I, that would be a, an absolute stop because it's so cool over there. So this event is taking place this Saturday, one to five p.m. Uh, is it a haunted thing? Like a get, I, I don't Halloween have thing? All the details, but you can go to battleshipnewjersey.org dot org and all get right. the information. But I wanted to give them a little. Mention for that, but I love that place. It's very yeah. impressive. I've not, uh, I've not been there, like I said, in a while. But it's, it's so cool. All right, there's your plug uh, on the city beat. All right, now another city beat story. That was just a uh, quickie. That was a pre-beat. Uh, so this is a from a a group called Shane Co. And they researched uh, some factors in and around our nation to find out the safest place to live. Should there be a dragon invasion? Oh, okay, right. so in uh-huh. case we are attacked, Good. like in the movie Reign of Fire, yes. Uh, what to do in that scenario? And it's more along the lines of uh, the you know House of Dragon, House right. of the Dragon, and why they have brought this out. But it was because of the the finale came up. But they found in their study nationwide that Philadelphia ranks number two Whoa. as the safest place wow. in America to be. Should there be an invasion, a uh, dragon attack. Okay, so I'm going to break down why that is the case. But yes. uh, uh, you know what? We get so little yeah. in the way of compliments that we'll take it. Hell yes. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Usually the other way around. Like we, I thought, stumbles, thought we would have been fried <laughs> yeah. by dragons. But. All right. Uh, who was number one? I don't want to, like, you know... Go negative here, but uh, who beat us? Indianapolis, Indiana. Oh, okay. doesn't even count. Uh, is the safest city overall. You would think, like, you just referenced the USS New Jersey. Like, we could retrofit that to shoot down some dragons. Oh, but they're God. being more practical. Like, it would take time to retrofit that. This point. is, like, right now. Yeah. Right. What are we getting? dragons were to fly We're ready in, to roll. Okay. Why would we be safe? So, You're right. I was, I was being unrealistic. Yeah, so... <laughs> I think you were being realistic, uh, Nick, because I was wondering about the New Jersey and... Other cities and why we have decommissioned, quote unquote, uh, or decommissioned battleships in all these cities. And I think it's because just in case something were to happen, a la a dragon attack or maybe an or actual. Or like the movie Battleship, uh, where they really right. reactivate. No, yeah. I mean, I, I I think that those are put in place for, just I think, case. dual purposes. All right. Yeah. Really? I'm not so sure? I, yeah. I, I would. I would. Well, is, is the country littered with places that have decommissioned batteries? That's why they keep the cannons on the Mashalu. Uh, I just... don't know, Preston, but I would venture to say that there are probably decommissioned warships in many cities across the country just on the off chance they're needed to be put back into working condition. Just in case. Just in case. Just in case those Tomahawk missiles are flying. Mm-hmm. I'll go with that. Yeah. 
So Back to the dragons, Preston. They researched all the factors that help and hinder the life of a dragon, from basements for humans to hide in to treasure hotspots. They considered it all. So here are some of the things that they oh. uh, used as their metrics. Treasure hotspots. Uh, number of fire departments per capita, population density, nearby aviation facilities, Pawn shops, uh-huh. jewelry stores, yes, uh, physically inactive population, strip ele- clubs, elevation, search interest, uh, search interest for dragons, meaning people online, uh, number of uh, cattle per capita. Oh, because they eat cattle, I guess so. Uh, number of military bases by state, uh, parkland coverage. Homes listed with a basement per capita, greenhouse gas emissions per acre. Land area covered by water by state and the highest peak by state. Like, they went into some serious okay. details about this. So so we're led to believe that we would be second best in repelling a, a dragon attack, correct? Uh, yes, it, we, right. we are the safest. We're right. the second safest place in the country. And I'll, I'll break down why okay. in a moment. But uh, next, they determine each city's score from a total of its 15 ranking factor scores, which were weighted according to their impact on dragon livability. And individual factor scores were then added up and uh, to give each city a final score of 0 to 100. So here's what they found. Of the top 100 metro areas, Philadelphia ranks number two for most likely to survive a dragon attack. Oh, likely to survive a dragon. Okay, now I got the framing. Which, what, what did you think it was? Uh, to, to repel a dragon attack. We could live under the, we could survive a dragon attack, correct? No, we're, we're in the safest right. place uh, okay. in case there is a right. dragon attack. Yes. Right, right. So uh, 38.25 out of 100 for dragon quality of life. Uh, Indianapolis came in first with 35.8 as the safest uh, city. It's not that much of a difference. Which they said uh, lower elevations, fewer food sources, and nothing to hoard would have a dragon packing up its treasure trove and flying west. Because dragons like treasure. They, they like usually Smaug. protect a treasure. Right? Yeah. When they found Smaug, he was in uh, that, that huge yeah. cave, cave of, of, of gold. Of, yep, exactly. Uh, that was so, a good documentary. So Philadelphia, it explains, with its crowded skies from 26 aviation facilities, uh, ranks number two, followed by Columbia, South Carolina, Wilmington, North Carolina, and Augusta, Georgia. Uh, so they said that, uh, so that's part of the reasons because we have so many aviation facilities out of here that it would keep the dragons out of the sky. It would be too much uh, uh, air activity going on. Well, yeah, I think with the state of the art in aviation and our, our, our military, I think, you know, we could take on your average run-of-the-mill dragon, fire-breathing or not, right? So American dragons, apparently it says, would flock to mountainous regions. Of course. Uh, yeah, Any sense. idiot knows that. <laughs> of the western U.S. where there is plenty of space to roam and high peaks for them to roost. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to be in Denver. Uh, right. So Albuquerque is the most dangerous spot. Oh, of course. Casey, you were there not long I ago. I was there, and I was at the top of that mountain. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was a sitting duck. If you were a dragon, <laughs> that'd be the spot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's followed by Las Vegas, Provo, Boise, and Honolulu. Those being the best places to mm. live if you are a dragon. Do you think volcanoes play into it? You know, like with, with Honolulu? I've they always... They didn't say that I've here. I've always understood some dragons they live them, in right? volcanoes, yeah. right? Like, or maybe a place to hide because they could survive it. I don't really know. I trust the science on this. Right. Yeah. 
I've not watched House of uh, House of Dragons. Well, yet. if you like dragons, yep. you're missing out. Okay, yeah. there is nothing but dragons in this series. It, I, I'm, if you were waiting for dragons when you watched Game of Thrones, uh, they don't make you wait. In House yeah, you of had to dragon. wait a whole season yeah. before yeah. you got to dragons. Yeah, and, and in, no, uh, Game of no, no spoilers here, but the last episode in particular. And then the dragons had to grow. It took years right. for them to get bigger. Growing you should probably watch House of Gucci before. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just There's to get, world to of get, dragons to get ready for that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, by the way, 115 U.S. cities have warships parked there. Okay. Yeah, whether, <laughs> whether they're uh, for, I think, you know, for like, quote unquote, museums. Right. But they actually have laser cannons installed. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, Casey, is Indianapolis one? Uh, I do not know. You Isn't know that what? funny? We have the USS Indianapolis. Right. No, no, we have the New Jersey. No, I'm saying uh, that in Indianapolis, that was part of the fleet. Of course, that was the that was the one that delivered the atomic bomb, and it was sunk. Right, right. Was, oh, uh, does wait? Well, does I don't, Nick. Uh, and you don't, don't know don't, dragon don't, history, do you? No, 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 no. Don't make fun of me. I don't know if there is there a freaking river That's in what, Indianapolis. Like river. Yeah, there's one in Evansville. Oh man, Indiana. how's this for irony? The USS Indianapolis was built in Camden. Oh. What in the hell? Really? Yeah. That must be a knee slapper over at the shipyard. Was the was there the navy yard is in Philadelphia? I wonder if it previously was in Camden. Yeah, that and must they moved have been across the river. Yeah, Preston, Rome, Italy was built in Delaware. Oh what? my yeah. God, they built it in Delaware <laughs> and shipped it over in pieces. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so Evansville, Indiana is where uh, they had one parked. All right. I don't know what kind of warship they have there. You can... believe that they're just kind of... Um, uh... I don't believe. Right. I just... Um, I, I just in case theorize. they can be called into active duty. Yeah, so they have a... Uh, it's a landing ship. Do you know that at the height of its um, activity, the uh, battleship New Jersey, the cannon, the main cannons could shoot something the weight of a car 22 miles? Yeah, the 16-inch guns. Yeah. From uh, 1899 to 1967, Camden was home to the New York Shipbuilding Corporation, uh, which at its World War II peak was the largest and most productive shipyard in the world. Naval vessels included uh, the USS Indianapolis and the USS Kitty Hawk, the aircraft carrier. Uh Both built in It all ties together. That's amazing. Impressive. Impressive. All right. uh, I have something else from the... We're done talking about dragons. All right. We got something else here. Um, So with the World Series coming up, uh, if you are not paying face value for uh, tickets at Citizens Bank Park, uh, it's going to be a tad bit pricey on the secondary market. Game three and four, potentially game five, are astronomical. According to data from Ticket IQ, <laughs> World Series games in Philadelphia are, on average, more than double that of those in Houston. Of yeah. course. Uh, the average secondary market price for a game in Houston <laughs> And this is the cheap end. Yeah, yeah. $1,584. <laughs> That's yeah. in Houston. Uh, but in Philly, hmm, the price is around $3,200. Per ticket? I think so. I know somebody who, who purchased tickets like right off the bat and paid two grand a seat. $2,000 a seat. Do you mind if I ask where those seats are? Do you um, know? So, uh, Nick, I think they are... I think right field, but the first row of the upper level. 
Yeah, that's a lot, man. Yeah, I, I know some people that are uh, considering going to Houston because they can afford those tickets more than um, staying in Philly. And they, they, f- they found a cheap flight, and they're like, you know what? Let's make a weekend of it and go see a game in Houston. Well, and here's the thing. I, I think that so they, they jumped on it and purchased the tickets. There was a reason that they wanted those seats, and, and um, you know, it, it was a, a viable reason. Um, but won't, the, won't those ticket prices come down once they release the the tickets that are going to go on sale to the general Will that happen? I think they'll just go up. I mean, I think demand in between now, especially if the Phils win a game in Houston, I think any home games in Philadelphia, the closer we get, uh, the the higher the price. Do you think, Nick, our, our Dragon sustainability will help drive those prices down or no? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, but there'll be more tickets that'll be going to StubHub. So that's going to, that's gonna if, if they're going to be better prices, <laughs> you know what I mean? That'll bring those $3,200 a seat price right. down. So let's say you have the, you're, you're going to buy uh, a pair of these. And these it says the average on the secondary okay. uh, market is $3,200. Let's say you buy two tickets, that's $6,400. Yeah. What else could you do? For sixty four hundred dollars, you could go to you the Caribbean yeah. for a week. Yeah. yeah, you could buy a car for a used car, right? You could do you could do a, a vacation for a week somewhere else. You could watch but, the game, but yeah. you can't. But you can't always think like that because sure you can. Well, no, you can, but like you could you could say that about anything. No, I know. You know I what know. I mean? Like instead of buying your your iPhone, your you know fifteen hundred dollars iPhone, buy six of them. Uh, yeah, but that thing's going to last you years. Yeah, True. but so but she's talking about the, you have this experience, right? Right, the experience yeah. of going. This is like it only happened, you know, th- what was it, thirteen years ago? Mm-hmm. So it's like you could buy sixty four hundred things might, at the dollar store. Might happen again next year. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. might not I mean, happen for another thirteen. Years. I know, I know, but still, I just think it's it's obscene, yeah, well, and, yes, and it is what it is. Yes, and I'm not going to sit here and bitch about it, but I mean, you know, I, I feel bad for people who can't afford. Yes, uh, I like no way. In no way in hell would they ever be right. able to afford to do something like this. And I and I think buying them through second parties is kind of ridiculous. I mean, yeah. if I could, if I can get them face value, I'll do that. I have a friend that bought uh, Kathy also right off the bat, but stand um, yeah, standing room four, standing room only tickets. She bought, she got through the lottery. She she was able to buy four. She just got offered yesterday four thousand dollars for four standing room tickets, and that's just hanging out. That's not seats. Wait, so what were her? What did she pay? Uh, not four thousand uh, okay, dollars. Yeah, I mean okay. maybe a couple hundred bucks each, but uh, standing room, um, you know, are relatively affordable. <laughs> I would have a hard time saying no to that. I so mean, someone's yeah. offering you four oh, grand for tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Jesus. know for sure. Dude, yeah. I, have, I, my, I have a friend that bought uh, World Series tickets to the Dodgers a few years ago, and he had to buy them because he had season tickets, and he bought all of the home games. He ended up selling them for forty six thousand dollars. Wow! So, is there a case to be made that what you do is you sell those tickets and you the money you make you have a huge party at your house with a huge screen TV? Yeah, yeah and you know blow what, it out. You know what he ended up doing? Buying what? Dolly Parton's tour bus. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the money came from. That's how he was able yeah. to afford it. He was he sold four tickets to one game. Yeah, so for, for ten thousand dollars. Jeez. You all right? So the series starts on Friday. Uh, the Phils win any of those. games. Games in Houston. That's just going to jack the prices up even more. Sure. Yeah. For these. Yeah. You know. Imagine they win two games in Houston. Or yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, Wolf. Man, if I had. Uh, man, if I had two tickets. Or a battleship. <laughs> or a battleship. I maybe buy a battleship if I sold them on the secondary market. That's crazy. All right. So so say you sell them for four grand, right? And then uh, the Phillies win Game Five, and you're not there. What do you feel on the day after? Like I feel you have- great. That was the worst five thousand no, dollar party no, I've ever. Had. I, I honestly, at that point, I would have been like, "Man, that that check is nice, but I wish I was there the night before." I, I gave away. I, so I was at game five. 
A uh, right. in 2008. And then when it came time for 5B, I gave my ticket to my sister so that she could experience it as well. Yeah. And I was fine. I, I, I honestly was, was A-OK with that. I watched it. I enjoyed it. And What if it was the Super Bowl? Because uh, baseball is a, a sport, obviously, that you love, but yeah. football more. Yeah. And when you're talking to Kathy's point and you weigh it out, the experience <laughs> that, you know. I know. Okay, so I was at the Super Bowl that we lost in Jacksonville. Right. That ride home <laughs> was awful. Sucked at donkey ass. <laughs> more so than if they had yeah. won in the celebration yeah. you could have had. So I would pay more money for something than an experience that nobody loses, like a concert or something right, like right, that. Yeah. That, uh, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, very good point. Most people don't think about the potential of a loss, a loss. and how bad it sucks. And then you go, and I spent all that money yeah. on it. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, you could go down to the to the box office and say, can I get some of that back? <laughs> yeah. Considering that they lost. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of an unspoken thing. Uh, Nick just saw this text come across as tickets behind the plate for the Halloween game are going for $44,000 a pop. You know what, Dorf? Yeah, but you, get, you get a towel. <laughs> in, uh, <Yeah. laughs> in 2009, you know what actually drove up the prices a little bit? And yes, it was 13 years ago, but because it was against the Yankees, a lot of Yankees fans came down. So when they were buying through third party uh, ticket mm, uh, vendors, yeah. uh, New York prices drove Philly prices up. Preston, when you were in that, that your, your buddy or your friend, uh, Gave you the tickets to that special area, you know, that where you were like that, where they. Oh, yeah, I don't play. Yeah. What mm-hmm. What do those seats normally go for? Oh, I don't know. I didn't ask. Yeah. I, mm. I, I couldn't even tell you for a regular season, you know, uh, run of the mill game. I have no idea what those yeah. Those are, you can't buy those. those. Those are like season tickets, I assume. All uh, of them. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I, I never really, dude, I don't. You never even don't consider that many... you're able to do that. Sporting events, and, yeah. and uh, I just don't go that often, but uh, I got to imagine they're pretty damn pricey. What if you could ride around on one of the players' backs at the Masters? Yeah. Ah! Yeah, how much I'd, you... I'd consider maybe paying an extra couple of bucks for so that. So in the... Piggyback uh, me. The Eagles Super Bowl run, uh, I, you know, I have season tickets, so I had tickets for the, that Falcons game, right. and then I had tickets for the NFC mm-hmm. Championship, and I sold my tickets for that Falcons game but I had stipulations. I'm like, I can't sell it to a Falcons fan. Right. You know, I had to go to an Eagles fan. And I I also, I sold those seats to essentially pay for, so I went to the NFC Championship game for free. No, you I you, didn't, like, you, gouge you, people for, you know what I mean? No, you was, played it smartly. Yeah. 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 Life, that Mar- makes sense. Marissa? Steve, if this gives, if this gives you any idea, uh, Miles Teller, yeah. one of the biggest Hollywood celebrities out right now, um, is sitting in the section next to the fancy seats. So he can't <laughs> wow. even get the fancy seat seats. Wow. But wow. You do get uh, free donuts and Shake Shack. Wow! Yes. Oh. Free Shake Shack. Well, then they're shake shake. the towel. They bring that out at like the uh, at the stretch. That'll be forty four thousand dollars, please. <laughs> right. That right. was a good burger. Yeah. Listen, I'm not I'm not spending that money on it, but I just think the experience. Like I I actually was thinking of Marissa and her dad and how they go to opening day together every single day, and you know, or, I mean, I'm sorry, every single year, and so just to you know have that experience. That's with interesting from you though, a because child or yeah, you're very you're 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 you're, you're, you're of the mind that I'd rather just buy something that I would like or whatever. I, but it's it's refreshing to hear you say experientially, this is something, it's a moment in time, and if it means a lot, go for it. It's refreshing to know that there is a bit of a heart inside <laughs> of me. Is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean just that you'd be nostalgic or 
put it that way. You know what I'm saying? Because well, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of any of the greatest moments that I've experienced in my life and gone. Would that have been worth forty five thousand dollars? If one of your kids probably was, not. If one of your kids was with you and they and like they had a smile on their face and they re- remembered it for the rest of bucks. their life, you need to tell me you wouldn't have th- thought that was worth it. For forty four thousand, not that. Like, how would I give my kid, kid ten thousand like, dollars cash and to see the smile on their face with Bruce, that? If yeah. You, if your kid was like, Dad, thank you so much for that. That was awesome. I loved every minute of that. Come on. My kids say that for dinner sometimes. That's, I mean, you know, I that's mean, when you turn and go. You know. That's when you turn and go. By the way, yeah. that was alone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm just you know uh, I'm a financial wizard here, Steve. Yes, yeah. absolutely. What if you take your tickets that are going to get you four thousand dollars a ticket? Yeah. You sell those. Now you got eight grand. Right. And then you can buy standing room for two thousand dollars. No. Yeah. Th- that, oh, you're, you're, well, yeah. You're, you're playing the game. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. By the way, it's... nothing wrong with standing room. No. Yeah. Oh no. my God, no. I think part of it is just being in that. That's what it's, it's about. It's being around other people. Uh, it's not necessarily having the best best seats in yeah. the house. But I was for some anyway. Yeah. I was with my whole family uh, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I would prefer that over being with forty thousand strangers. Other yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's cool, but but I, I do understand both. I, I do get both, um, both, 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 both. <laughs> both. All right. Um, question: uh, Do I have time for one more? Mm, it's got to be a shorty. All right. All uh, right. Marissa wants me to pass this along. I like this. Uh, on Tuesday, a Facebook user Laird Fraser made a post on a Phillies Facebook fan group. She wrote, uh, "Missed connection at City Hall celebration. Please help." Uh, and went on to tell a story about how her friend, Jim, went down to the Broad Street to celebrate uh, the Phil's clinch in the World Series. In the mayhem, Laird and Jim lost track of their other friends. While they were scanning the crowd, a person that Laird described as a female fighting fan uh, asked them for a drink. Jim immediately obliged, smitten by her beauty. In exchange for the drink, she offered to help us find our friends by doing the unthinkable. She said, do you want to get on my shoulders? And uh, Jim's eyes lit up, both amazed and intrigued by the other. I was a bit skeptical that she could pull it off, but she effortlessly hoisted him up and spun around. Our missing friend saw the signal, and we were reconnected. Oh, that's awesome. Which led to a joyous uh, singing of the Philadelphia classic, No One Likes Us. So, But that's where the story ended. But um, he wanted to meet her again. And so he threw it out there online. I need to find this gal who put me up on my shoulders. And uh, apparently it worked. Within a few hours, uh, Aaron Sweeney left a comment on the post that said, Jim, I'm so glad you found your friends and included a photo of her hoisting Jim on her shoulders. They're a nice looking couple. And Aaron is the female fighting fan. And the comments went wild after that. So uh, no word on whether they have... You know, hooked up for a date or anything like that, or if they're going to. But let's hope there's a love connection that comes out of this. I think that my grandmother always used to say to me, find a woman who can carry you on her shoulders. Yes. Like physically, physically. literally, and and figuratively. Right. Yeah, if she can physically lift you and be the support you need emotionally. Can deadlift you and (laughs) be there when you need her. Win-win. Yeah. Uh, so, you know what? We need to get an update on these two. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, if anybody... I want to hear about love. Uh, if anybody knows uh, Aaron Sweeney, uh, or, uh, let me see here, was it Laird? Or Laird's friend Jim. I don't know Jim's last name. Should we give them, Preston, a, a pair of those $44,000 tickets? Uh, you know yeah. what? Yeah. We 
should. We'll consider it. Well, yeah. I, actually, I was just thinking, like... I can't verify. If the, if the Phillies got word of this, it'd be a good PR move for them to send them to a game. That love? Yeah. Love came from this? I'm not saying we don't want to prematurely rush it, yeah. but um, it seems like it's destined for <laughs> marriage. 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 Yeah. Yeah. All right, um, that's all we have time for. I'm sorry oh, to keep that short. Yeah. That's it for the City Beat. we got to take a break because we're going live on Fox Good Day, and we have You Who Loot coming up, so stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all your seasonal favorites. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Acme's here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. You'll find fresh inspiration, chef-curated recipes, on-demand cooking classes, and more just waiting to be enjoyed. So slow down and fall into flavor at acmemarkets.com slash fall. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're just a handful of minutes away. From a chance to win $1,000. That's like one-third of a World Series ticket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So listen, you'll be part of the way there. If you win with MMR's Yoo-Hoo Loot, it is coming up in mere moments. So get yourself set for it. But first, we're going to go live on Fox Good Day. We'll hold off on traffic for now, Kath, because they're going to be ready in about 10 seconds. And see what these guys want to get into. In fact, now, and that's here we not go. Because I'm throwing it at President Steve, because they do have very heavy conversations sometimes. <laughs> we do. But we found this survey that said... The way you order your steak, how it's prepared, rare to, you know, well done, really affects people's opinion of the other person. Like, maybe it could be a deal breaker when dating, hmm. Preston. Okay. Uh, well, I can't say about the, the, the dating thing. Um, I remember there was a, a time, I, I do have to admit, I, I do slightly judge people if they, if they order yeah. uh, steak, like a really nice cut of steak, uh, cooked well done. And I, I had, and there was one time, and what changed my mind is I was always kind of a well done person, and I went to a restaurant where they refused to cook. <laughs> the chef refused to cook anything over medium rare. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, you got shame. Okay, whatever. All right, I'll have it. And it was one of the yummiest steaks I've ever had. And I'm like, ah. And you married that waiter. I see yeah. what it's all about. And we got married ever since then. Uh, so I do I do have a little bit of judgment if somebody orders. I do too. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, something that's overcooked uh, just because I think you're you're sucking the flavor. You're, you're, I didn't you're taking shame the flavor on you. Out. What do you care how what I eat and how I eat it? Wow. Wow. Because, well listen, I just got chastised. If, if it was a deal breaker, I'd that be out on every well. date. I am medium well, and I, I've oh, tried it other well. ways. I don't like it, I, and I don't want to eat it that way. Mm. That's, that's, so she Preston, seems... Do you like the blood coming out of it still? Preston? Oh, yeah, I don't mind that at all. Yeah. Yeah. Still mooing, as they say? <laughs> yeah. If I, if, in fact, when I, when I cook steaks at home and, and I put, you know, take it off the grill and put it back on the plate, after about three or four minutes, there should be a nice little puddle of blood on it. Yeah, and a, and a oh, bereaved family member standing yeah. next to it. Oh, gosh. No, <laughs> that was my husband. Be, yeah. Oh, gosh. Asking for it to be well done or asking for, like, ketchup? You know what, years ago, Alex, yeah, years ago, like, I think, I, I, I 
the extra salt, ketchup, that'd be me. And now, and, and, and as Preston had the epiphany, I had the epiphany, you don't get the taste of what you're eating at all. Yeah. And now I do none of that, and medium rare is the only way, and I don't eat a lot of steak, or eat, well, like with a burger, it's medium rare. That's the way I feel yeah. you're tasting like the most. steak sauce would be to salvage something that is not very good. And it's you're just like, I need to make this appealing, give me the steak sauce, yeah. you know? Yeah, I am extremely rare. Uh, yeah. Very good, Mike. Once it so what pink, is that? as they say. Is that seared? It's It's got a warm pink center. Uh-huh. And there's blood. There's got to be blood By the way, uh, it, and people who may be butchers who are watching the show here listening to the radio, I don't think that's blood. It's not? Uh, yeah. it's no, not. no. It's, it's, it's lipstick. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lipstick on cow. Then what is it? Just the juices? I think it's cooking? just juice. Yeah, I think you're right. I did read that one time, Mike, that it's not technically blood. It is. So when they say bloody, they're not. It's not. No, but I mean it's yeah. a red liquid that yeah. comes out of there. It, it's somehow or another. It's colored by the the Bile? Uh, the meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so the, that's the why you know, like in, in chicken, you don't get that redness of, oh, of okay. any kind of liquid underneath, right. even though it's clearly you know yeah. muscle that you're eating. So. It's a different story. Huh. Like if you squeezed me real hard, I don't know what color juice would come oh out. Oh my gosh! I'm guessing some yellow would come out too. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Thank you guys. All right, bye, bye guys. We'll see you later. All right, we are going to take a look at traffic because it is already time to do you who lose. So I want to get this quickly, and then we'll move along. Kathy, what's going on? Two ninety five southbound traffic lights are out at Haddonfield Berlin Road, so that off ramp is closed right now. Two ninety five northbound, slowing from five fifty one to the forty two freeway on the forty two freeway northbound. You're jammed <clears throat> Blackwood Clementon Road to two ninety five fifty five northbound, heavy from forty seven to forty two. An accident in Exton Route one hundred northbound. Uh, your jams boot road to the 30 bypass because of it. 30 bypass eastbound jams Reesville Road to 113. On the Pennsylvania Turnpike westbound, that's slowing from Willow Grove to Fort Washington. Blue Route northbound, heavy 95 to the media bypass. Uh, also southbound side, the mid-county tolls to the Schuylkill Broomall over to media. Schuylkill eastbound backs up 202 into Belmont. The Boulevard to Spring Garden westbound, Passyunk to South Street. The Boulevard to Belmont, the Blue Route to 202, 95 southbound. Heavy from Cutman through to Bridge. This traffic report brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Save big at Whole Foods Market. Get two organic large avocados for just $4 through November 1st while supplies last. Prime members receive an extra 10%. Shop in-store or online. Terms apply. And that's your traffic. 93.3 WMMR. Here it is. MMR's You Who Loot. Now, listen up. Here's your keyword. When I first glanced at the word, I thought it said entrails, but that's not it. (laughs) It's entertain. Oh, okay. I like entrails. So, yeah, we're getting close to Halloween, right? It would be kind of grody and uh, gruesome. But, all right, entertain is the word. E-N-T-E-R-T-A-I-N. You have until 15 (laughs) minutes after the hour. Uh, to enter it. Three ways to do so, and you can text to the special contest short code number, which is 4591, or enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com, and one random entry wins $1,000 in our company-wide contest. Each winner gets a call from Beasley, so make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com, and it is sponsored by Horizon Services. So the word is entertain. E-N-T-E-R-T-A-I-N. Make sure that you enter that now. Uh, what is this, uh, Nick, that we're looking at? Just to answer what the juice is that comes ah. out of a steak when you eat it. It's All not right. blood. 
Even the rarest and reddest of steaks is actually bloodless. Instead, what you're looking at is a combination of water, which makes up about 75% of meat, and a protein found in muscle tissue called myoglobin. Myoglobin. That's what that is. It's not blood. Yeah, I thought I'd heard something along those lines. So thank you for clarification. And time now for the beat file. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's all right, we're going to start with a tale of heroism, and I like <clears throat> these types of stories. A cane-wielding great-grandmother saved another senior from getting robbed in broad daylight in Oakland. Ring video from 76-year-old Miss Faye's home shows her running out her front door. She had spotted a vehicle she thought was a rideshare driver cruising down the street, and that's when she says a young man came out of the sedan and attacked her elderly neighbor who was in her, also in her late 70s. Wow. Well, she knew he, she had to jump in the action. In the video, you can hear her yelling for her German shepherd, Troy, to come out and help. Since Troy was in the backyard, Miss Faye ran out with her cane to stop the attacker who was grabbing her neighbor's purse. She even used her cane to hit the car several times. That's great. Which led to the suspect dropping her neighbor's purse. Anytime you see <laughs> an old lady yeah. hitting someone with a cane, it's wonderful. I yeah. love that. <laughs> That's when the whores come in. <laughs> she said, if my knees weren't hurting me, then I think I would have been out there a little faster. When asked if she was scared to intervene, Miss Faye says, not one bit. She said, I never thought about it. Fear never crossed my mind because I'm crazy, I guess. She did a crane kick, too. Uh, she, said, <laughs> she said, I don't know. It's just something that's in my nature. I do things, and it doesn't bother me until a couple of hours later. That's how I've always been. Well, at a certain point, you you get to that age where you're like, ah, "F it, I'm I'm not ta- I'm not going to yeah. take this." Uh, law enforcement never encourages people to interfere with a crime in progress, so except Ms. for old ladies. Miss Faye is grateful because this situation could have been much worse. She has these words of advice for a more harmonious community. She said, "Just try to be neighborly." Watch out for your neighbors and surroundings, even uh, for your personal self. Uh But so many things have been happening lately, not just in Oakland, but all over the world. Just be aware of your surroundings. That's all that I have to say about that, she said. I love Uh, that attitude. The neighbors have been calling her a hero, and uh, they've been bringing her pies and other food to show their thanks. And uh, according to her, the victim in this crime is a little bruised, but is now doing okay. So that's awesome that she came out and beat this dude with a Hey, (laughs) I guess they're right. Senior citizens, although slow and dangerous behind the wheel, can still serve a purpose. (laughs) There you go. All right, a Georgia TikTok user says two men discovered that they were both fathers to a young girl when they came to pick her up from the school where she works. They are both Fathers to the same girl? So, I'll, I'll explain. In a series of videos posted uh, by Sheena Jackson, who said that uh, she works in the front office, the men came in before dismissal earlier this month, each claiming the girl was their daughter and that they wanted to check her out for the day. Uh, Jackson said in the video, and so they both look at each other, and the dad was like, why are you checking out my child? Who are you? And he was like, who are you? What do you mean? I'm her dad. Your child's in my peanut butter. <laughs> Jackson said that both of them were listed as emergency contacts for the girl and that their IDs had been checked. And the principal of the school told Jackson to call the mother. Oh. And Jackson said the mother started screaming and crying while the dads were going in. <laughs> the men up. were separated as they waited for the mother to arrive at the school. And when she got to the school... Uh, the woman said one of the daddies ran in the parking lot to her like, what is going on? What's happening? Why didn't you tell me? 
So we ran out in the parking lot with him, and he said he hit her. He hit the mama. Hmm. Jackson said that the mother said she had been telling both men wow. that they were the father of the girl. Whoa. And apparently neither one of them knew that the other was being So I told. thought maybe they were both having sex with her at the same time and never saw each other. Uh, it says here telling she was telling both men that they were the father of the girl who was not present. So the girl My wasn't God. there at the time. Yeah. Uh, she said, uh, nobody ever knew anything. It was crazy. But at the end of the day, the police were there. One of the daddies got locked up. Mama went to the EMS. Grandma had to come and get the child because nobody could get the child at that point. But and Grandma a- got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> It was a terrible yeah, day for everyone absolutely. involved. Yep. That's the day I learned I had two dads. Uh, Jackson <laughs> called the mother to follow up who told her that her best friend was responsible for getting the men together at the time and that she had not gotten around to telling her daughter about God. the two men. Could you imagine playing someone like that? No. Making them think they were the father of the, the kids? No. Wrong. Uh, a man conser- uh, carrying a concealed gun at a corn maze over the weekend ended up injured after his weapon was accidentally discharged and he shot himself. Dude, I never do a corn maze unless I'm packing. Uh, police say they responded to the shooting Saturday morning. Officers say the victim, a 38-year-old man, was at the maze with his family. Of course, if you got your family, you got to protect yeah, got to be shamed from that corn. You know how aggressive that corn gets. Uh, police learned the man, a licensed gun owner, was... It stalks you. <laughs> was legally carrying a con- concealed firearm when he got some corn in his boot ah! while in the corn pit. It hurts! <laughs> he just starts shooting. Ah! Shooting wildly after he gets a corn. Corn in my shoe! Uh, so investigators say the man bent over to get the corn out of his boot and the gun discharge, hitting him in the leg. Police say the I've gun. Gotta get this corn out of my boot now. Police say like being back in Vietnam. The corn in my boot. <laughs> police say the gun didn't have a safety or hammer, and police are still investigating oh. why the man mishandled the weapon. He is currently not facing any charges. A former security guard accused of murdering his boss in Aurora, Colorado, refused to appear in court. Uh, this is a messed up story. So. Lloyd Love faces one count of first-degree murder of the shooting death of 52-year-old Marvin Johnson. According to an affidavit, Love shot Johnson because he was mad about a typo in his paycheck. Oh, my God. There was a typo in his paycheck, so he shot him. And killed him. And killed him. Yeah, Love received his first paycheck from American Eagle Protection Services on Thursday, but was unable to cash it because it listed his middle initial incorrectly. His paycheck said Lloyd K. Love instead of Lloyd C. Love. It says Julie Jerkoff. Frustrated by his inability to cash his paycheck, Love told police he called Patricia Johnson, co-owner <sighs> of the uh, company, demanding a new paycheck immediately. Love showed up at the parking lot where Johnson was providing outdoor security. Uh, for an aerospace company, Johnson reportedly told Love that she couldn't issue him a new paycheck until she could account for his old paycheck, but he couldn't do it because he had ripped it up in frustration. Patricia's husband and company co-owner then drove up and tried to de-escalate the situation with Love, even telling his wife to go ahead and write Love a new okay. paycheck. As Johnson turned his head to tell his wife to write a new paycheck, multiple witnesses say Love pulled out a gun and shot Johnson in the Base. Oh my God! Yeah, police recovered five thirty-eight shell casings from the scene. Uh, Love ran from the scene, called his girlfriend to pick him up a few blocks away, and told her he did something stupid. He wouldn't tell her what it was. The SWAT team tracked him down. They got him. Well, the, uh, lives ruined, destroyed for that yeah. stupid move. And apparently, he, he's been diagnosed with bipolar and schizophrenia. But uh, she, his girlfriend, said she's never seen him take the medication for those mental disorders because he's not like the way they make him feel. Apparently, Love had never even met. 
the guy, uh, the owner, the co-owner who came up and shot and killed him. I hate to end on a terrible story like yeah. that, but we are out of time. Well, I have some other bizarre file stories on the way. I'll give you uh, an update on one of the stories you had, Preston. Apparently, I... that whole story about the, the two dads, she made it up. What? Yeah, she admitted to it, and uh, this, uh, you know, this is... Breaking news, I guess. That's but, even worse. Uh, okay. Yeah, she she claimed uh, that this had happened, and then she admitted that it was all a hoax. Wait a so second. So the whole thing never happened at all. Never right, happened. So this just came in. The guy didn't have corn in his boot. What? 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 He had asparagus. Oh, break, breaking news. Breaking news. They go down to that cornfield. Apparently there was no corn in the boot at all. <laughs> it was an asparagus tip. <laughs> All right, well, I'm glad we got clarification on these things. It's important that we have... Uh, News you can almost trust. ...journalistic integrity on the Preston and the Steve Show. All right, um, as we take a break, and that's what we're going to do, I would love to give away a $25 gift card for the Hilltown Tavern. Steve, you're just singing the praises. Off love there. their food. Really good place. Uh, Marissa is going to be there tomorrow night. It is the uh, Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. Uh, we'll take call number 10. We'll give you a $25 gift card, 215-263-WMMR. She'll be there tomorrow night from 7 to 9. It's in Roxborough. You can end up wearing a uh, pick up, uh, pair of tickets to watch Eagles play uh, Washington November 14th and the signed Darius Slade jersey, cool. nice. courtesy of Bud Light. And you can click events at WMMR.com for details. So caller 10, you get that, and then join Marissa tomorrow night, 7 to 9, at Hilltown Tavern. We're going to take a break. When we get back, is Charlie Manuel here? Yeah. Is he in our Acme Lounge? I yeah. believe so, yeah. That is fantastic. We're getting him back in the studio again as we're getting ready for the World Series to kick off this week. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. The new and improved MMR app is out. It's faster, better organized, yet fully customizable to your liking. Start poking around now. Fans of the Preston and Steve show, put their show page right up top. See the latest Preston and Steve t-shirt designs in the rock shop. Watch daily rush videos. Or want to hear Preston and Steve podcasts first? Totally your call. Look for Marissa's app hack videos to get the ultimate user experience. So update your app now and then customize it to make the new MMR app your app. Uh, we had this guest in just a couple of weeks ago, and we could have kept going on talking forever. Um, now there's mm-hmm. even more of a reason. Oh, yeah, only because, uh, well, one of the minor reasons, he's the winningest Phillies manager in history. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Charlie Manuel is here again this morning. Nice to see you, Charlie. Thanks for being here. Thanks, guys. It's nice to be here, of course. Excellent. And we and, and Missy is here, Miss, too. Your yeah. wife she was with us last time, so nice to see you, too, Missy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, things have changed a tiny bit since we last saw you. Yeah, yeah, they've gotten a little tighter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, wait what, um, what series were we in or going into? It, was, it was, wasn't even the playoffs yet uh, because we were wondering if they were going to make the playoffs. Okay. Because Charlie was in promoting the line of T-shirts. Okay. And they hadn't uh, clinched yet. And, uh, and now here we are going to the World Series. That's crazy how uh, things can change in that just a short amount of time. <laughs> Charlie, I want to ask you right off the bat because I know you are a huge fan of home runs. And you're a huge fan of the long balls. And there were three epic home runs in that series. Uh, and I want to ask you what your favorite one was. And those epic ones were the, obviously the the Bryce home run, the uh, the Schwarber 488 foot home run, and the Real Mewtwo in the inside the park home run. Of those three, of those three, yeah, mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I would say Harper's. Yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, second would be uh, Reese. I thought Reese's home run, you know, tied the game up. But yeah. one, one, the one that tied the game up, 
He later on uh, hit another one, I think, in the, in the game. Yeah. But at the same time, the one that tied it up, you know, we kept – we had to keep up pace, and we showed that we could definitely uh, rebound and, you know, like and come back and win the game, and we stayed right with it. When we got behind, we didn't – you know, we didn't try try too hard and stuff like that. But Harper's home run that won the game, it definitely uh, – uh, uh, Turned the whole game around, of course, and also uh, it turned the thinking around too for both managers. Sure, I'm I'm, uh, I'm glad you mentioned Reese's uh, home run too because I that's was one of my favorite moments. I know Bryce had the the hero moment, but without those right. other runs, it, it wouldn't have been it would have been for naught. So. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Both of the home runs Reese yeah. hit was very important. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, not only that, he he really. Uh, uh, it was a good time. He's he's starting to come out of his uh, little funk, and he's really uh, uh, and and actually he, they he's hitting home runs. I mean, he hit four and and uh, and he's starting to really you know like open up and he's, and it might be at a good time. Yeah. So um, I remember in two thousand nine when Chase Utley uh, was playing out of his gourd, and when you guys went to the World Series and played the Yankees, uh, Chase played really well. And he was hitting. He was. He, but that was in a series. Ultimately, sadly, uh, the Phils ended up losing. Um, what Bryce has done in this postseason, to me, is the best consistent hitting I've ever seen as a Phillies player. Um, do you think that that's accurate? I think it. Uh, I think you can look at it that way. I think because uh, uh, he would he, not not necessarily he hit a home run, but he would hit a single that meant something. He hit a double that means things, and he uh, definitely has uh, picked the team up when uh, they were behind. And he's hit some very uh, his hits were mostly important hits. It's, it's and, such a weird question, but like, how does a player get locked in like that? I mean, they always want to be locked in. They always yeah. want to be in a groove and hitting as well as they are. It's just so damn difficult to hit a baseball and to hit it as consistently as Bryce has over the last couple of weeks. How does he get into that zone? Because if you look at him, he, uh, uh, over a course of a year, when he's when he is in when he's right, mm-hmm. he consistently makes hard contact. Mm-hmm. And and that's and that's what it's all about, you know. Like uh, people say, how many times you have to hit a ball hard to hit three hundred? Well, you got to hit it, uh, like say uh, hundred. Uh, if you're gonna hit three hundred, and you uh, you got to get a hundred hits. Uh, what at a three hundred at bats? At three hundred at bats and yeah. things like that. Well, that means uh, you got to hit more balls hard than a hundred. Yeah. And he uh, like I used to say about Tony Oliva. Somebody would say. Uh, how come Tony Oliva can, uh, hits 300 or something like that, or Rod Carew? Carew used to bunt a lot, but Oliva used to hit balls. He used to hit 300, and uh, he'd hit two, three, four, four balls a night hard. Good hitters do it. Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, those guys like that, Ted Williams and them. Yeah. And people don't realize that's the part they don't talk about. A right, lot. right. And uh, But then we get back. Uh, when you talk about baseball and it keeps going in depth, and then when you start talking that way, then you get into the luck part. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because you got to hit them where it ain't, where exactly. they ain't, right? So, uh, and I want to ask you uh, about because yeah. I was having this conversation with my brother and my friend on Friday night when we were watching the game, but and I wasn't aware of this, and I don't know if you are, but they said that the major league hitters, a majority of them, have better vision than everybody else. Like apparently, their their vision is like twenty ten or something like that. Have you ever heard that? Yes. So yeah, they can yeah. lock in right. better than the average right. person, and I never really right. thought of that. You're talking about perception of perception of speed, uh, pitch like, timing, they, and they all that. Like yeah, you know, they exactly. they they pay attention to things. They can see, you know, just in a in a split second, the grip on the ball, the spin on the ball, like these yeah. things that yeah. the, and they can process. The wow. rest of us can't. That's wild. Yeah. I saw a video not long ago about um, pitches and how they can appear different as like a slight pinkish blur because of the way the seams are turned. Wow. Or yeah. 
uh, right. or they might have like two lines That's down crazy. the side, and you can tell right. that this is going to be a sinker right. or it's going to be. It's insane. Right, right. And you've got to have yeah. great eyesight for that. Exactly. You uh, and uh, and as quick as you can pick the ball up out of the pitcher's hand. And, uh, that's called depth reception and things like that. And and, and some ha- hitters have better depth reception than others. Yeah. But at the same time, too, I say that that's where the reps come in. Right. And that's why I don't like the rest. <laughs> I, I think if you're in shape, you do recover. Right. Yeah. I think that's why that we can sit and talk about old time guys that, you know, like that hit so high because it wasn't because they had great speed. But it was because they consistently hit the ball hard every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, so you mentioned rips. I want to I ask you about yips as well. Uh, and by the way, I was wrong. Real Muta's uh, inside the park home run was against the Braves uh, because uh, the, whoever was in right field didn't play his position properly. But anyway, um, uh, so you had mentioned 2009. I want to ask about 2008 because um, Chase Utley had yips. Uh, you know, he was having a hard time throwing oh, that ball right. to first base, if you recall. And uh, But he also had that really, really great play where he faked he was going to throw to second got the guy to bite home, and then threw the guy out at home. So I want to ask about, like, you know, just that that, that whole process of, like, thinking too much, uh, you know, during, you know, especially during yeah. fielding. Yeah, most of the time when uh, uh, Utley was having that trouble throwing to first base, it, mo- it was on double plays. And uh, when he'd come across a bag, you know, like he wouldn't square up, you know, like he would come across a bag, and actually his body and his arm was kind of uh, over angle toward the dugout. <laughs> okay. And uh, he wasn't getting through. Yeah, and uh, and uh, I didn't say anything to him, and you know, because I didn't want to, I didn't want him to have yeah. deep thoughts about it. But uh, you know, like eventually, you know, like somebody asked me about it, and I said, "He'll if there's anybody's going to straighten it out, it's going to be Utley." Yeah, and uh, uh, you know, like once he started, uh, I did tell him one night about uh, angling the ball at first. I don't know if that helped him or not. You had to, he probably tell you did. <laughs> Same time, you know. Once he started, you know, he he corrected it, and but he worked he worked on correcting it, and thing, that uh, one thing about Utley was, you know, Utley when he first came to big leagues, you know, like uh, uh, we did not like him. As I mean, I'm not saying I didn't like him, but mm-hmm. uh, he wasn't liked at second base because of his arm, and he made himself. I'm telling you something. Chase Utley definitely worked hard on his fielding, and he became definitely a, a, above average second baseman, or yeah. actually a good one. That's wild. I always loved thing. his swing, too, because it just seemed so effortless, and, and the ball would pop off of his swing, and it never... Right. There were times where I'm like, how did that go out of the park? It didn't even look like he had a full swing. It looked like a three-quarter... Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and it's just, I guess it's just all about bat speed or whatever, but he just... there was. Yeah. Uh, he, I think he had a very unique swing. One of the biggest things about it is, nowadays, People talk about velocity. Mm-hmm. The guy that throws hard, the little guy, he can hit a ball a home a long ways sometimes, mm-hmm. and it's because the pitcher supplies most of the power, right? The momentum, because yeah. the speed of the ball, and he and all you got to do is catch balls out front and get the fat part of the bat on them. Don't really panic. Yeah, I'll tell you. Uh, to me, uh, one of the funniest. Uh, things that I like. Yeah. Cole Lammers, he was throwing a shutout in the playoffs, um, I think, uh, against Cincinnati. And he was hitting like in the ninth inning or yeah. top of the ninth inning, and they bring Chapman in to pitch. And I'm standing there at the top of the dugout, <laughs> and he tells me, he looks at me and he, like he's going to hit him, you know. Yeah. Like, he says, uh, he goes, Chuck, how to hit this guy? 
And I said, uh, just you know, just get get your base and just stay strong on your backside and just throw the head of the barrel of bat at the ball. I said he'll supply the power. Yeah. And he drove the left fielder. Left fielder made a heck of a catch running running right at the top of the wall, right in left field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was throwing in a shutout. He come back to the bench. He actually liked hitting the ball better than he did like his shutout. <laughs> I'm telling you, I know he did. Oh man, when you when you hit the ball properly, and it's just like with golf too, like you don't even feel the ball hit the yep. bat. You know what I mean? Right. It's, oh, it's just such a great feeling. <laughs> Although it's pretty wild now because with the super slow-mo that they'll use, and they, they really zoom in on this stuff once you get to the playoffs, and they'll, right. uh, they'll do these replays, you will see that bat wobble mm-hmm. yeah. uh, as it makes contact. You know, you know what that is? Mm-hmm. That's tension-free. That's what I talk about. Okay, in, in the that's, grip? That's a... That's a that's, I I nowadays they talk a lot about tightness mm-hmm. up in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never talk tightness. I talk talk loose. Turner Turner for the Dodgers, the shortstop. Yeah, he's free and easy. And anytime you when Harper is free, his hands work better for him. When he's tense, he's he's trying to muscle the ball. And, you know, like can swing real hard. Mm. And when he's just nice and easy, he's way stronger than he thinks he is. Mm. And uh, really, and, and he's and you quicker than you think you are. So, therefore, you know, like, and the velocity on fastballs, uh, you don't hit velocity up. If you're watching the playoffs, the other day when Harper hit his home run, yeah, I was sitting up upstairs and uh, Milt Thompson and uh, and uh, Bo and Tommy Green, and it was the pitch was 1-2. Right. And they asked me, he said, what do you, how do you throw, what would you throw here? And they said, you know, like, go down and away or, or change up away or something like that. Yeah. And I said, I cut his throat. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 actually, and actually what that means is, you know, like, I get the ball above his hands. I'm not trying to hit him. Yeah. But uh-huh. I get the ball above his hands, and I want it anywhere from here here down. At the know, top of the out, zone? Out, yeah. As a manager, out, are out you? Out of the strike zone. Are you wondering why he pitched to him at, at, at that moment? Um, was that the, the, I mean, obviously hindsight yeah. is twenty twenty, but Why pitching, he threw that pitch? Yeah, everybody has their own philosophies, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you know. Like when I, when some people would second guess you, of course that's that's part of all part of the game. It doesn't, it never hardly bother me at all, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, too, the other day, I would, what I would do, but what I would do, that guy necessarily doesn't have to do what I want to do. But I definitely, my left hander is going on him, and that guy's supposed to be the best uh, 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 closer right now in baseball. He didn't even get in a game, and I, and but he's going to lose that game for me. Right, mm-hmm. right. I want to ask you how the uh, lineup and the, the approach to baseball has changed over the years. Because you know, when you were managing with the Phils, uh, Jimmy Rollins was a pretty prototypical leadoff uh, batter. He hit for average. He had speed. Um, uh, Kyle Schwarber is not that. You know, Kyle Schwarber hits for power. Has a lot of home runs. Led the National League in home runs. But his average hovers around like two fifteen, two twenty, right. and then you got a guy like Gene Segura, who seems to me, as as a, I'm forty seven years old and a, like I've been a baseball fan my whole life, Gene seems more like a, like a pure hitter, right? Like he'll just get the ball and play. Um, but I'm not managing the team, nor would I ever be qualified to manage the team. So I trust Rob Thompson and his approach. Uh, for you, Charlie, wh- why do you think having um, Schwarber as a leadoff is uh, better than say a Gene Segura? You know, uh, I I think about it to me like. Uh, uh, I like uh, I like Rollins. I like Kenny Lofton, and things like that, and uh, Ricky Henderson, Vince Coleman. I call them table setters, energy guys. One of the downsides of Jimmy every now and then, he, uh, he'd lead off a game and the count would be three one, and he'd pop up and kind of casually run to first base, <laughs> and you could feel the, the air kind of suck out of the dugout. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. I'll tell you something, you know, like, but actually, to me, that that 
a top of the lineup, like when we had uh, Victorino at second and Jimmy uh, first, <laughs> that was our speed and that was action. And people, I think our crowd really fell in love with our, our, our team because of how we played. And 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 the ball, we definitely had little ball. Although we hit a lot of home runs, yeah, and we had we, we had the best little ball game in baseball. I felt, yeah, and our offense proves that. Then you know, like we had balance in our lineup with guys who you know, like hit for a high average. Yeah, I always would take an, a high average produces a high on base percentage. Any any anybody can uh, should be able to see that. I think if you can't understand that, I think it, uh, you're out of out of the game. But at the same time, you know, uh, uh, Swarber, I cannot argue with the fact of him leading off because of his production, his run production, and his produ- and his run scored. And if you look, you know, like he might be at the top of the the, the uh, league in uh, leadoff uh, hitters as far as production goes. Run production, right? Gotcha. But- so when it comes to turning the lineup over, right, and this is a, a, a part of that that whole philosophy, you know, when you put somebody like Segura at the the end of the lineup, so the leadoff batter is only batting first, you know, uh, that first inning, right? So you don't know, you you need somebody that's going to be on base right. when Schwarber comes back up, right? So you right. you need somebody that hits for average or a decent in a- average at like your eight nine. I mean, is philosophically speaking, is that proper? Yeah. Okay. I would say yeah. Casey had uh, brought up uh, overthinking, and so I was a diver growing up, and right. one of the things that bothered me the most was when the divers got on the board, It was you could hear a pin drop. It was so quiet, and there was a meet where it was loud. The swimmers were there. They were loud, and it was the best meet I ever had. The energy, everybody's talking about the energy in the ballpark and how the iPhones are going off because of the, you know, the, <laughs> the audio levels and all of that. How much does that play a part in them playing as well as they do? I've always said this, if you listen to what I, when I first came to Philadelphia, and I've always said this, if you sit down in our dugout, when we have a, a large capacity crowd, and we used to have, fill our ballpark up almost every day, and we have the loudest fans in baseball, and I'm, this is my, actually, I'm, after the end of this year, will be my 59th and a half years counting rookie balls. <laughs> but now, and I've been a lot of places. And you get you get this time of the year, like in that noise that we had in this last series we just played with San Diego. And you sit there, and it has a big effect on how we play, and it creates energy. It's kind of like a comedian talking in a small room to right. a lot of people instead of talking out in a big open area. And it's it's unreal, and it definitely motivates you. I was chatting with Missy before the interview started, and uh, we've both been lucky enough to go to a few games over the last uh, couple of weeks. The Phils had a pretty good team this season, but they didn't sell well for a lot of the year. The, the attendance was not great. To be able to go to these playoff games and see the place sold out again, to feel the energy. I, I was there when uh, Reese had that home run in uh, the first game against the Braves. That was the first home playoff game in, in 11 years. And then to be there on, on Sunday when Harper hit that home run, you can tell. I mean, listen, this is certainly an Eagles town, but it's also a Phillies town. And when the Phillies are playing well, that place went nuts. And and, and I think Fransky described it as bedlam at the bank. I mean, it, it's so right. cool to see that many people celebrating the same way at the same time. Right. Yeah. Uh, I look at that as like uh, where are we at right now with our team and how we set up. We gonna, We should have that for the next four or five years. Because uh, we got some uh, big-time pitching prospects in the minor leagues. And also, if you look at our position players that we've already tied up and things like that, 
And the fact that if we um, if we make a real good showing in the World Series, of course we want to win, and I think we can win. But at the same time, too, for the next few years, uh, we we only going to need like on our team, we're going to need one piece or two pieces. Hmm. We're uh, we're we're not going to need to go out and get three or four players. Yeah. So the, so that's big. I, it's interesting because and you were talking about the the uh, the home runs earlier, and I remember as a kid, I remember all the all the home run. Guys were big and beefy and and huge, and that's what you were saying before about the mechanics of the swing and staying loose. I th- is that why we see people who are not what you'd normally classify as home run giants <laughs> batting the hell out of it? No, the reason is is because nowadays, if you go back and you do a lot of researching, uh, the bats are smaller, right, and they're harder. You know, like actually, uh, where I swung a thirty-five inch bat, that would be a big bat today. But now, you know, like the uh, uh, guys swing like 34-inch bat, 31-ounce, things like that. Uh, the bats were usually always bigger back then, but the ballparks were bigger. True. Ballpark, ballparks were definitely much, yeah. much, 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 much right. bigger. People want to uh, see home runs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you used to run out to the mountain and tell your pitcher, <laughs> just keep the ball away from this guy. He can't hit it out of the ballpark to the opposite field. Well, you can't do that no more. Right. Yeah. And also the ball's harder. <laughs> And uh, the velocity on uh, they say that the velo- they they say that velocity is better, bigger. I like velocity, but it is not. Uh, they used to uh, clock. They used to clock the ball where it, when it gets to the plate. Now they clock the ball out of the guy's hand. Okay. Okay. And, and if you get that, if you, uh, uh, my watch has it on our boa. Boa can do his watch. Yeah. I, I haven't learned of mine yet. I'm <laughs> but now you could get both readings on it. You know where it, what it was when it left the guy's hand and what it okay. was when it came. What's the difference? It's slow down. Yeah. yeah. At, uh, the difference is it's still the same speed, at the same about the same speed. Like if a guy throws 99, sometimes his fastball will be 94 when he gets to the front of the plate. Okay. 93, 94, 95. He's not, he, uh, in the old old way of thinking, he's not throwing 100. Right. Uh, I mean, a lot, but there are guys that throw 100. But there again, too, is when you put that, when I was talking about how you hit velocity and you hit it down and you put that in a small ball, smaller ballparks. Mm. Our ballpark here in Citizens Bank is kind of, puts me in a mind is similar to when I played baseball in Japan. Oh, okay. And, and that's about how the fences are. So how? I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean really, I mean, you're like that. And also, like Cincinnati, Baltimore. Uh, yeah. But also, too, when we think about the ballparks, you got to think uh, Mets has, have bought their uh, it's what what is it? Uh, they brought the walls in. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. city for uh, like twice. Yeah, Padres did too. Uh, yeah. Padres, Padres, Padres right yeah. fielder uh, yeah. right field was closer yeah. than it was when the ballpark opened. Yeah. Oh wow! And uh, so uh, Mike Schmidt, how many home runs does right. he hit if he plays all his games at Citizens Bank Park? I would project more. <laughs> yeah, quite a bit more. But uh, uh, let's, I want to let's go back to San Diego a little while. Right. San Diego's ballpark first. Uh, you know, like when they first opened it up. And you take us in there, and you put San Diego's team on there, and we had Howard and all those our big boppers. Hey, we shrunk that place up. We used to hit balls out of our everywhere, mm. and that's a good sign of how you hit the ball. Now, like you know, like I always thought uh, when Jimmy Tommy came here and we changed, uh, moved into a different ballpark, uh, it was hard. when We had uh, Howard and Tommy because myself, I wanted to get both of them in the lineup. If we'd had the DH, we'd have. Oh really, my God! Uh, right? We could have definitely. But, but, yeah, yeah. But the size of the ballparks and the c- uh, facilities and the, how it's played definitely is built for home runs. It, it's 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 all these variables in place, right. you know. But I, it's it's been 
obviously, one of the things, it is a sport, but it is also an entertainment that relies on, as you said, Nick, you know, when they weren't selling tickets and, you know, you get results and you you fill those seats. I think think a good team, like we got C playing right today, is what's going to bring your uh, 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 attendance back yeah. because it will be successful at win. And any way you want to cut it, if you're going to have a winning team, you've got to thank win before thinking, you know, like showtime and and, uh, right. and just a day. Right. Nowadays, I think Major League Baseball, of course, it's it's there to make money. But at the same time, they they enforce the show or the entertainment today and not, you know, like not down the road. Huh. All right. Well, we're sitting here with uh, Charlie Manuel, and we've been talking for a half hour. We haven't even mentioned Houston one time yet. <laughs> we haven't even talked about that. Yeah. We've been talking about how much fun it's been up until this point. So what do you think uh, uh, about the games ahead? And, uh, you know, I mean, it's it, there's a thousand different questions we can ask you, but I just want to get your overall tone of it. Two uh, two things. Uh, I think it, uh, when we opened up in Houston, me personally, I would love to see us play uh, win one game at least there. Because it's, uh, you know, like when we come back home, I think that we've got a good chance of winning two uh, out of the three. And then then that would give us, uh, if we win one more back in Houston, I, I say it's got it's going, I say the World Series is going six, seven games, and I think Philly's going to win. Oh, all right. You know, Alexa says that the Phillies are going to win as well. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I wonder what they say in Houston. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, uh, you can take, you know, like you, you can have odds. Uh-huh. You, you can have we can have baseball people. Yeah, we can have analytics people sitting here. Uh-huh. Nobody knows who's going to win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, that, and then we're going to get back to I'll argue with you about the luck. So we won't even get into that. I well, say the Phillies in seven. Yeah, Good. there's the unknown factors. There's the yeah. luck. There's also the uh, uh, the kind of David and Goliath setup. This is that this is because they've been to the dance several times recently. Uh, they've also had a much better record than the Phillies did this year, but. Phillies have gotten hot, right. and and if there's anything that that right. uh, that can that can bring it home, is it when a team right. gets hot? Right. I uh, I got one something else to say uh, about Houston's team. Uh, Houston's got a tremendous team, and they uh, they got uh, they got a great pitching depth, and uh, they and and they got a good offense. And there's one thing about their team that I I'm curious about, and I'm going to be watching, and that's Altuve. He got two hits the other day, and he was 0 for 30 before that. Hmm. And he's always, if you go back and look, he's played. He's always played big in the World Series, right? And he's and I want to tell you something. And if if we can, uh, he is one of the guys that we got to uh, keep off the bases, and also, you know, like get him out at the plate because he can definitely help him. You ever yeah. see Altuve standing next to Aaron Judge? It's a really funny photo. Altuve yeah. is probably like five six, five seven. And Aaron Judge is like six nine, six ten, yeah. Uh, and it's yeah. There, there's a photo of him in the studio. It's, it's, oh, that's great! That. <laughs> but, but wow. Both of those guys are, are you know perennial MVP candidates. Um, yeah. You know, and I was really impressed with how the Astros shut down the Yankees lineup. Yankees but, are a good yeah, team, right. and 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 can hit well. And so, it, and Phils have uh, a big challenge in front of them. But right. I like their chances. I, I, right. Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler at the top of the rotation, I think, really give us a good chance. Yes. I, I like it. I, I like everything that we're doing right now. I mean, we, uh, we're we definitely playing the game right, and we're hustling, and, we, and we're getting some breaks. But there again, that's that's taking advantage of that. Yeah. And I uh, I say... I say the field's going to win. I say, actually, you know, like, especially if we can... Uh, 
uh, six or seven games. I yeah. said, I'll, I'll make it seven. Yeah, <laughs> let's go for it. You talked about the, uh, you know, your home crowd uh, fueling you once the uh, uh, the energy up and, and the noise is loud. How about being away and shutting the away crowd up? How how does that feel when you're uh, when you're on the receiving end of that? Well, I'll, I'll put it to you like this: When Swarber let, let off the game, uh, what what game was that? And he blasts a home run right out. out that was yeah, there, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, with the against San Diego. Yeah. I get, uh, you know, like uh, that's a big lift, and then for uh, for San Diego, that that's a downer. You got to react, and <laughs> mm-hmm. you got to come back. Yeah. But now I, I I can only tell you, Joe Madden told me in uh, two oh eight. He says uh, here at the ballpark, he says they were he was standing in the dugout and he could not hear what the guys were saying you know like if you want to talk to somebody you got to get right up in his ear <laughs> that's amazing you could not hear it for the roar wow and that and and that plays effect and that, and and that kind of shuts you up yeah and the best way to quieten that crowd is to uh, throw some runs up there i don't know if you noticed a little bit the other night when uh, we got behind before runs and the crowd kind of settled all yeah. of a sudden we didn't let them yeah. Yeah. go you know like we we picked them back up we came right back and got three runs yeah you know like and they and it kept them right in the game yeah no the Definitely, our ballpark, especially, it definitely helps helps our That's team. Great. And you were there for Game Five, this most recent one, right? Yes. And uh, how did that feel? I know I saw the pictures of yeah. you on social media, Jason Kelsey and, and Miles Teller, and, yeah. and uh, uh, people must have been pretty excited to see you and be around you while you were there. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I was excited uh, to be around them and everything, things like that. And hopefully they were excited, but I was more excited about the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you love. That's what you love the most. That's so cool. Yeah. Do you think that uh, Top Gun Maverick is a better movie than Top Gun? Because uh, Miles Teller's in Top Gun Maverick. and I bet you haven't seen either. Huh? I, I, I've seen Top Gun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen Top Gun. Top, Top Gun Maverick yeah. is great, seen. and he's, Miles I've is seen, great I've in it. Yeah, I've yeah. seen Top Gun a couple times. All yeah. right. yeah. I didn't know if you had hey, time I, to. There's a lot of baseball to watch, you know. Hey, I've seen Elvis Presley. Because, uh, she in took in concert? Me. Yeah. Get out. Where were you? Uh, you remember Missy? Oh, yeah. Uh, Winter Haven. Okay. Wow. Uh, no, first time I've been the, to a movie probably in 25 years. He's talking about the oh, movie. Oh, the movie. Yeah. I thought you meant you actually yeah. saw Elvis live yeah. in your younger years. The movie is right, good. Right. It's just okay. like Top Gun. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Hey, um, uh, hey, hey I, I did learn something this morning. Okay. About what uh, uh, monsters have attacked in our city or something. Oh, yeah, dragons. Dragons. Yeah, dragons. Yeah. Yeah. We're safe. Yeah. Dragons. We are dragons. <laughs> dragons are monsters. He's right. Monsters. Yeah. I did learn about that. Yeah. Uh, news, you, uh, you can use that. <laughs> Do you think what, what, that will help provide the team with any solace to know how? Yeah. Can, okay. Hey, yeah. That, hey, they're right there. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah, right. yeah, they'll feel good about their family, things like that. So they're safe, yeah. <laughs> Listen, oh if, if in the World Series, Dragons attack Houston or Dragons <laughs> attack Philadelphia, oh, yeah. we're better off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, think about yeah. safety. Yeah. Oh my God. All right, Charlie, thank you so much for bringing the time to Missy for coming by this morning. It's yeah, great to yeah. see you guys again. And uh, will you be at some of the games uh, coming up? Or are yes. you going to be at the World Series games? Yes, I'm going. I'm, I'll be watching every game. I'm going. I'm going. Missy and I are going to Houston. Awesome. Nice. And the, the, the T-shirts, they, they're still... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We want to make sure we give a nice uh, yeah. nice push yeah. on Those there. are still for sale. Get a little bit closer to the mic there, Missy. HogIslandPress.com. Okay. HogIslandPress.com. Charlie witticisms yeah. Yeah. On, yeah. The, uh, yeah. on the T-shirts. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
Philadelphia is for homers. Yeah. 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 It's one of them, all right. So, yeah. excellent. Well, I like the Bryce is right. That's terrific. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's, 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 that's excellent. That's, hey, hey, I like Robbie Thompson, too. Uh, <laughs> what does that one say? Uh, I ride with Philly Rob. Oh, yeah. nice. I ride That's with, not Hog yeah. Island, but that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. That's I awesome. ride with Philly Rob. I like that. Nice. That's good. All right, great to see you guys, and uh, go Phils, right? Yeah. yeah. With that, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, that's not all the Phillies love that's happening. Our buddy John Brazier, well, he is good the uh, luck charm. Good luck charm is yeah. going to be here with us. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us, friend. Ninety-three-three WMMR proudly supports the fourth annual Market Street Run for Blue this Sunday. You can run or walk this five-mile course down Market Street, starting and ending in Old City, with proceeds benefiting the Philadelphia Police Foundation and awards for top finishers in multiple age groups. Click events at WMMR.com for all the details and to get signed up. It's the Market Street Run for Blue this Sunday. 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Before we welcome our guest, I have a caller on the line, and I believe this is David. Hey there, David. How you doing? I'm doing amazing. You are. You sound amazing. Why Why so amazing? Because I just won $1,000 on... Oh! He did it. He won $1,000 MMR's Yoo-Hoo loot. David, give me your best Yoo-Hoo, please. Yeah. <laughs> Very well done. That's what a thousand dollar richer you who sounds like. That's awesome, David. Where are you? Uh, where are you from, my man? I am from Porkett River, New Jersey. Excellent, another Jersey winner. Yes. I love it. We get them from all over the yeah, place. Absolutely, and we're really happy. So nice. What are you going to do with your grand, bud? You got any plans? My anniversary is next month. I'm taking my wife out. Oh, oh, nice. That's how nice. you do it. Fantastic. You've been a long time MMR fan, Dave. Yes, sir. Excellent. Well, it's paid. 15 years. 15 oh, years. I, I love it. Appreciate it. All right. Well, we're, we're going to give you some cash. Congratulations. Thank you for listening to MMR. Let's give it up for David. Another winner, MMR's You Who Loots. Your next opportunity, less than an hour from now. 10 o'clock is when we will get to that. All right. We have, uh, like I said, a guest who is here and talking about uh, the uh, Preston Steve Camp Out for Hunger 25th year. That we've done this, and a few years ago, we partnered up with this gentleman. Actually, he started coming out several years ago with his group, and now it's turned into an even bigger event, which happens the day before the Camp Out for Hunger. Yeah. It is the Fill a Trunk. It used to be called Fill a Frunk, and now it's Fill a Trunk. Please welcome, and the, the car show, by the way, is coming up at the Wells Fargo Center F-Lot on Sunday, November 6th. Our friend Jeff Walton is yeah. here. Hey, thanks, guys. Thank nice you. to see you again, Jeff. It's nice to be here. All right, I mentioned uh, Phil A. Frunk, and just to give a little bit of history on this, you are the president of one of the local uh, Porsche clubs. That's correct. Yep. And you had gathered everybody at, at years and years ago and said, hey, why don't we contribute to this Camp Out for Hunger thing? That's correct. Nine and years ago, we started in the parking nine lot. Nine years ago. That's unbelievable. Yep. And so on a Porsche, you have a frunk because the engine is rear. Correct. And so people would fill up the front part, and you guys would come up in this huge caravan of Porsches and drop it off, and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Yes, yeah, so it got really big, and then... 
You know, it rained at night, and then uh, <laughs> I think the the crux of the situation when they emptied the Wells Fargo Center, they canceled the Sixers game as we were coming off of uh, 95 onto Broad Street. I remember that night. So we had a, a caravan of about three miles of cars, 250 cars, and we're competing with 8,000 people coming out of the Wells Fargo Center. Right. We're like, I clearly yeah, remember. we got to do something about this. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Th- and that was a good turning point. But, I mean, the fact, and honestly as a tribute to what you guys pulled together and what you've done. Nine years to, from where it started to where it is now, that's just an incredible acceleration. Uh, yes. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it has. Yeah. And this is the fourth year at uh, Phil Trunk. Right. Now we invite every car club, and just more and more car clubs keep coming. It's become a, a car show yes. now, too. Yes, right? yeah. yes. so uh, this year we're sponsored by Faulkner Auto Group, uh, which is which is great. And we have uh, a lot more cars soon because we've had the Jackson's Jeep Club come. Yeah. We have now the Pine Baron uh, um, Venom Jeep Club. Ah. We got Jaguar this year. Oh, cool. Alfa Romeo. You know, so, oh, Philadelphia Exotics. Oh, uh, man. So that should be pretty, pretty cool because they yeah. bring there some Lamborghinis and some Ferraris and things of that nature. It's going to be a wild day so, because you're, you're, this is going off at the same time. Then we're going to have the Burger Brawl. The burger Brawl, maybe a parade. You know, Philly's parade. Who <laughs> no, knows? No, no. Yeah. Throw it all down there. Yeah. Uh, we also are doing uh, probably a little mini autocross event. So we're going to set up cones in a parking lot. After you drop your cars off, you can, for fun laps, like $5 a piece or two for 20 I forget what we, we came up with. But we'll be uh, riding through um, the parking lot in cones and time you. Oh, so wow. P- pretty uh, pretty cool. So see what your car can do. If you have a, a vet and you don't want to run through the cones in the parking lot, come on down. That's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be fun. Oh, I love it. All right, so the event, like I said, is uh, Sunday, November 6th. What time uh, is the plan for the whole thing? The gates open at 10. Okay. And then um, uh, the first group of cars will go off and unload at about 11 o'clock. So, like I said, we have everything. We have G. We have trucks, we have Mini Coopers, Tesla Club, Vets, uh, Mopar Muscle, they come out, Mustangs. It's, so it, if you have a car club, come on down. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I got the first time you, you did it this way, uh, I was there and, and hung out for a long while. Even at that point, there was just an incredible array of vehicles and right. and, and everyone kind of showing off their wares. Uh, and it's only gotten bigger. And now, like, it's been kind of been... Just sitting there waiting, waiting to unleash yeah. itself. And yeah. so it's going to be awesome this time around. It is. I ho- and plus with Burger Ball. So, yeah. Uh, burger yeah. Brawl. So you got all the burgers down there. <laughs> they have bands and it's a charity for them. It's a charity for us. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun. Now, wait a minute. There's a coupon code Burger Trunk 22. That is correct. What is that? That gets you uh, $5 off a of Burger Brawl if you bring your car down and. <laughs> Isn't that wild? All right, so this is what I love about Jeff. Jeff saw yeah, yeah. he saw this issue years ago where it was getting too big for them to come down in the evening. So he he amended it. He changed He's it. A problem let's, solver. let's do this. Yeah. So now you've tied in with the burger brawl yep. too. You got a hold of those guys. <laughs> yeah, we got a hold of those guys. And, yep. I love it, man. Yeah. You're an idea guy. So hey, you know why not? Right. More the merrier. Yes. Come on down, burgers and cars, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Beat it. Dude, thank you yes. for all the years of, uh, of of partnering, getting on board, uh, continuing to uh, you know wave the banner and make things bigger. It's just fantastic. Just another, just another thing. We just want to add more things, more activities, more events, more reasons to be there exactly. and to contribute to the event. Exactly. You know? And Casey and I are going to be down, so we're going to drop 
over to visit you. Okay. And then we're both judging Burger Brawl, and it'll be, I mean, and then we do a little thing called the full camp out for Hollywood. Right, right, right. And then yeah. Monday, maybe I'll stop over and, and, and say how much we brought in for nice. all the car clubs. Nice, yeah. possible. Uh, we're still, we're a little, little less than two weeks away. I haven't checked the forecast yet, but it's a rain or shine event. So correct. no matter what, the event's going to be That is correct. Place. Excellent. Yes. All right, Jeff, you're the best. Appreciate oh, is it, it guys. is there... Um, do you house a website where people... I mean, we have it all at PrestonSteve.com, but I also want to drive some traffic to you. Right. You Just go to fillatrunk.com. Okay. Uh, you can donate. Even if you're not coming, you can donate and pick your favorite car club, and that uh, those proceeds will go towards your favorite car club for poundage to see who comes in with the most. Well Excellent. done. Awesome. That was awesome. Excellent. Great to see you, Jeff Walton, yeah. guys. Appreciate it. Fill a Trunk, Sunday, November 6th at the Wells Fargo Center, F-Lot. Fillatrunk.com. All right. On to... Another piece of business, and I know we just uh, we spent a, a, a nice long conversation with Charlie Manuel. It was so funny. One of the things that you, we didn't mention on the air was we were off air, and Casey just goes to Charlie after he talked to him for like 30 seconds. He goes, can you be my dad? <laughs> <laughs> you just want him to be your dad. Come on, and man. And Missy goes, he's everybody's pawpaw. Yeah. That's what he is. Uh, but the next guy, he's just our buddy. Please welcome our friend John Brazier. I told you guys. I would. I told you guys. I'd be back in. Yes. Uh, and if I'm, if I'm back in, we're in the World Series. Yeah. So I'm saying right now, if I'm back in next week, that means we might be in the parade. Yes. <laughs> uh, you got to plan that. Uh, make sure that goes. Right. And I got to tell you, Charlie Manuel is the greatest human being ever. I, I'm telling you, one of my favorite people on this earth. Yeah. Uh, right from the get go, just a genuine man. Everyone loves him and deservedly so. Uh, he's got great stories. Uh, I don't, when he was a kid. Um, he was, he grew up in Buena Vista, right? So I yeah. guess, uh, in Lexington, which is a town right near, uh, President Eisenhower, uh, came through and there yeah. was a little parade in this tiny little town of Virginia. And Charlie happened, the, the car stopped right where Charlie was. Charlie was probably like 12, 13 years old. And so they rolled down the window and said, sir, can you open the door? Right. And it was President uh, <laughs> Eisenhower? Eisenhower, Truman, yeah. one of the two. And, um. Charlie opens the door, but the problem is for him is that Miss America was in the seat next to the president, and so he lets Miss America out, and he almost closes the door on the president. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great uh, story. Uh, he's no, a, he, completely genuine. He's, he's the best. Wow. Absolute best. Love wow. the guy. Uh, well, before we get into to what's coming up uh, for the series, um, tell us a little bit about... Uh, Game five, and and you know, because you were there, you were actually hanging out with with Miles Teller. You were kind of escorting him yes, around. Yes, well, right? see, I've, I've known Miles for, geez, uh, I don't know, seven eight years. He came down to fill, uh, spring training, and someone, I guess, said, "Hey, John, can you take care of this guy? He's an actor." So, uh, got to know him down there, and then from that point on, he's come to spring training. He's come to Phillies games. Uh, during the season, he lives in uh, well, because now he lives in California, but he was down in Florida. He grew up in Downingtown, and then he, I think, he moved to Florida when he was younger. Um, but he still s- kept his Phillies allegiance. I Clearly. Mean, he's, he's a diehard fan. Clearly. And he's a really good player. He went down in the batting cage three years ago and had a hitting challenge with Jake Arrieta, and they were cranking the pitching machine up to 95, and he was as good, if not better, than Jake Arrieta. What? I mean, a serious. We have a lot of celebrities that come down there. There's nobody that comes close to Miles. So anyway, the funny thing is, when he came up this summer, uh, we had Top Gun night, and we're in a meeting, and someone said, uh, John, do you need security for Miles Teller? I said, no, I, I, I got it, just like I've had it the last yeah. however many years. Well, sure enough, we did this Gold Star family seat uh, um, dedication. I'm up there. Next thing you know, before the game, 
Next thing you know, about 200 people start swarming in. I text the security guy. I said, I'm sorry, man. I, I totally misread this one. I need some help here. Right. He, he's getting killed right here. So, well, wow. The big, biggest movie of the summer, you know. Right. Um, yeah. Surpasses Titanic. I mean, it just is huge. And then he had to show the offer, which was big for Paramount+. Plus. Exactly right. So he, so he was down in the Diamond Club. So I remember I'm very superstitious during the game. So on our first home game, the Friday night, uh, it was a tight game, as you remember. It was just a, you know, we didn't have a big lead. Uh, I'm in my lucky seat up in where I sit. I got my lucky hat on. I got my, I'm not changing. I'm not talking to anybody. Right. And Miles sends me a text that, hey, can you come down and watch the, you know, bottom of the ninth or top of the ninth, uh, you know, because I'm going to have to get out of here, right, security-wise. I said, sure. Well, as I'm walking down there, I said, oh, my God, I'm going to blow the mojo. Phillies are winning. And my, I, my lucky, I got to leave my lucky seat. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to cause the Phillies to lose here. I go down there. There's an empty seat. I'm right next to him. Sure enough, the first guy, Josh Bell, gets a single. And then next thing I'm thinking, oh, my God, all hells are going to break yeah. loose. And then the one guy gets thrown out, if you remember. Memory argued yeah. a check swing, gets yep. thrown out. I'm yelling at him, forgetting that I work for the Phillies because <laughs> I'm real close. And next thing you know, we win on it. I guess he's, we struck for the third out. We struck the guy out. Miles punches me in the chest, gives me this huge, and he's a big guy, yeah. bear, gives me this huge bear hug, lifts me up, and I'm screaming like I'm an eight-year-old. <laughs> uh, just you were awesome. the envy of every girl. I, I guess so. And then just all, I mean, there's so many great moments during that whole series uh, and I think a lot of uh, fans in the Delaware Valley probably this story might be similar. But when Bryce Harper hit that home run, I mean, that is probably going to go down in Philly's lore as one of the greatest moments, not just in baseball, in Philadelphia sports, right? The most yeah. iconic, memorable moments. And I was with my daughter. My wife is also very superstitious. So she's in the back of the suite pacing. <laughs> I'm right next to my daughter. Bryce Harper hits the home run. And same thing. I'm like an eight-year-old kid. I grab my 14-year-old, and we're jumping up and down for a full two minutes, like just jumping up and down like just, like, a, like a pogo stick yeah. and going, wait, wait, yeah, price harder, price harder, price harder. Right? And I'm sure everybody's doing that. But, but that, it, sports do that great thing where you have that bonding moment with your kid. Yeah. Right or your wife or, or your dad or your family. uncle family and yes. it, it's that that we memory about that it. it's that memory that I'll always have with my daughter it's it's really going to be a bonding moment for the rest of our lives. It was yeah. a fun Kathy, for, for that, maybe it was worth forty five thousand dollars. We were talking about the price of tickets and I was saying but on you, the secondary market, it, you know, somebody who's going to pay a price like that, uh, you know, maybe they're getting a moment like that and so the money's worth it. Yep, at, absolutely. Uh, at five forty eight, I think is when he hit the home run because at five forty nine, I got about twelve texts and one of them was from my son. I, I went to the game with my girlfriend and my son ben who is 16 just says bryce harper can have my future children and, and i was just like man i love this kid you know? and, and, and so the fact that i was able to bond with him just over the phone you know he was in one place watching it at home and i was lucky enough to be there it really was one of the greatest moments in philly's sports history it was so much fun it, and and to me it's still kind of unbelievable that a that that happened b that it's sending us to the world series and then c we're actually in the World it's Series. Just, it's it's wild, and and I was down on the field after the game, you know, for the ceremony, and same thing. It just felt very surreal. Uh, I, I told you guys this off the air, but this is funny. So, um, you know, we celebrate. I'm on the field. It's chaos. There's media. There's fans. Uh, we go in. We had a, actually an employee party in the Diamond Club, so we went in the Diamond Club, and it's packed. And I knew that I had to get on the road at some point. This is Sunday night. Right. I knew I had to get on the road because I'd committed to a charity golf tournament down in Northern Virginia with Mickey Morandini and Tommy Green. And it's a mob scene down there. I don't know where they are. I'm trying to gather them because we're supposed to meet to then start driving down at 8.30 at night to, to uh, D.C. So we, we finally get together. 
we get in the car, we're exhausted because just, you know, everything yeah. that's gone on emotionally and and uh, we're in the car and we're listening to MLB Network as they're re- rap- recapping the game. And one of the announcers says, and, and that Bryce Harper home run will go down in the pantheon of iconic moments, iconic home runs, you know, from Ralph Branco to Bobby Thompson to blah, blah, Kirk Gibson and blah, blah, blah. And he said, and, and the one I'll remember always is 1993 Joe Carter. And Mickey, <laughs> Mickey, who was quiet the whole time in the back, goes, Blank Joe Carter <laughs> with like with true venom. And I, so I guess it answers that question. Does it stick with guys for thirty years? Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yes. yes, it does. Yep. That's that's wild. <laughs> wow. And John, do you realize that if uh if they win the World Series, that means you will have another ring that you can lose. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm guaranteed to get a, at least a National League ring, so yeah, yeah. that, that yeah. one I can lose. Right. right? The World Series, I can. Yeah. So I'm just going to make a paper mache one and yeah, know, carry, wear it around. If I lose it, I lose it, right? I remember when that happened. They were like, employee loses ring. And, and you oh, know, we like, oh, we wonder who it is. Yeah, yeah. And then when it was came out that it was you, we were like, oh. Uh, well, I, I, you know, people were calling me before they, it came out. People were calling me, hey, media, and said, hey, can we talk to the person that lost the ring? And they I have no idea they're talking to me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, when, when this whole thing gets resolved, we'll, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. we'll get this whole thing. We like, no chance. And then the, the, this, I remember the, poli- the police sergeant who's going to have the press conference said, hey, we found, the, you know, we found your ring. Uh, we're going to pre- have a press conference. I'm sure you don't want to be there. I said, no. He said, but we're not going to mention your name. Everything will be fine. We'll just you know, do it very quietly. So I said, no problem. So I'm in my office, and I'm watching the press conference on TV, and I see this, guy, this police sergeant says, and we're very happy to get the ring back to our victim, John Brazier. And I'm like, no, no. 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 And next thing you know, my phone's ringing off the hook. My boss sent me home, right? And then to add to add fuel to the fire, I went home because I had a night off now. I didn't have to work the game. I realized I had a championship men's league ice hockey game. I went and played in the game, and next thing you know, I come home in crutches because I I tear my MCL. Oh, <laughs> it was just a magical. bad bad twenty four hours. Magical. But I still had a ring. I got the ring back. Well, let me ask you a quick one. We were talking about um, you know we don't want to put cards before the horses, but um, let, let's say that, you know there's a possibility that a parade could occur while we're doing the camp out for hunger. Yeah. Uh, uh, is everything? Um, do you, I assume you're having? Oh yeah, pl- yes. There's yeah. planning. There's been planning for a while. Which so. is, you know, you, know, you, 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 you have gotta, to. Yeah, you have to. Right. You have to. And it's it, it is odd when you start doing that. And this is sometimes you have to do that before you even make the playoffs. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that roll their eyes. Yeah, right. We're not even going to make the playoffs. Right. 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 But you have to start talking. Be, yeah. I remember Dave Montgomery back in 2008 was adamant about having porta potties on the float. Well, I remember, you know, a lot of us were thinking, porta potties. Well, why is he really stuck on porta potties? But, you know, but he's very detail oriented. Right? right, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, well, thank God Dave Montgomery <clears throat> is a genius, absolute genius, because that was a three and a half hour parade. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. if we didn't have porta potties, you know, I guess oh, back people are handing you guys beers yeah, and everything. Right, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember back in the 70s, right? Bernie got out of the car and went into some <laughs> lady's row home. Yeah. And I think, or I actually went in the backyard and I think he christened her lawn. <laughs> back there. That's great. Yeah. We had in 2008, uh, it was Halloween, we had the haunted horror ride that morning. <laughs> oh my and, God. And it was the same. And somehow we were able to manage the haunted horror ride with a hearse and a bunch of strippers and who knows what else. <laughs> was Butch Patrick part of that one? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he was that Eddie Munster, yeah. He might have been 2010, okay, but yeah. anyway, we did that like down Delaware Avenue and ended at Clubber's Gay and then went from Clubber's Gay over to Broad Street to the parade. and watched the parade. And it was this beautiful day and it was just a memorable moment, you know? Oh my God, that parade was just... I, I told the... I was lucky enough to be on the float with the players and I said to these guys, you have no idea what you're about to witness. And they're like, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And next yes. thing you know, 
with it just it was complete chaos and people crying. I remember grandmothers crying yeah. and people think it's, it's as if we liberated France. People are like, <laughs> oh my god, you silly, my grandmother, right? But but you're right. All the planning has to go in just in case on Happy. the chance that they do bring it home. And I would imagine that it's like okay, if they sweep it or if they went in five or if they went in six, because yes. you have to have plan all every one yes. plans. I even have to plan to because uh, I think I told some of you guys I have a wedding uh, on game yes. six and seven. Oh, so I've already right. figured out that if we win in game five, I'm not going to the wedding. All the other scenarios, <laughs> I'm pretty good, I think. But if we win in game five, so if it get if we're up three one. I, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm obviously rooting for the Phillies. But I'll be a little bummed that I'm missing that wedding. But yeah. they, they understand, right? Of course They're, they understand. Okay. In right, fact, the guy's already told me. It's a good buddy of mine growing up. And uh, he told me, he said, I, I hope you do miss the wedding because that means we're... Yeah. You know, oh, that's parade. cool. Yeah. Is it the first wedding or his second wedding? Second. So it's yeah, second parade, second wedding. Hey, speaking of planning ahead, uh, something we haven't been able to do for a few years is spring training. Uh, do you? When do you start thinking about spring training and like <laughs> broadcast and things along those lines? Right now, you guys are coming down for St. Patty's Day. <laughs> we were supposed Book to it. last time. Book it yeah. never happened. Uh, we're going to yeah. do it this year. Right. St. Patty's we, Day. Like, we had the plane tickets lined up for 2020, and Kathy and Marissa <laughs> still went. And like, With Rodney. Pre- Preston yeah. was sick because we had... Uh, I was at home. Um, yeah, we had uh, the Cardboard Classic the week before, so it just all hell broke loose, and then the, the league shut down and whatever, and then the last year just didn't, timing didn't work out, so I, I'm excited to be able to go to spring training again. St. Patty's Day, book it. All right. <laughs> done, done. I heard done. it here. All right. all right, so for game three and so on, what are, what are some of the things we need to know as people who either have tickets or maybe just want to be down there for that atmosphere? Uh, I'm sure we're going to be having, we, we're planning it right now, but okay. I'm sure we're going to have the block party that'll be... Um, three hours before the game starts. Eight oh three start every every night. Okay. Costume um, block party. So we'll say, well, Halloween. Uh, Halloween. So that's going to be. I know my daughter's coming down. She's kind of at the tail end. You know, being yeah. almost fifteen. Yeah. But she's uh, she's a little bummed that she's going to miss you know Halloween more with the friends. Uh, but yes, we're going to have Halloween. So you know, it's going to be scary already for yeah. for Houston. But now all of a sudden you throw Halloween in there, and, you know, adds to the element. Yeah. Uh, but we're actually yeah we might even you know impl- for the employees. Who have a lot of small kids, and we have also have some celebrities coming in who are bringing kids. We might have a little Halloween trick or treating down the employee hallway. I you like heard that. of trunk or treat. I mean, you could just do a giant tailgate trunk or treat. That's what you should do. Uh, it's yeah, it's gonna be fun. So we're we are in Houston. I'm, I'm heading out. I'm on that same flight with Charlie with all the employees uh, tomorrow. So Houston Friday, Saturday, day off Sunday, home Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Again, all 803 starts on Fox. Uh, you have a day off on Thursday if we have to go to 6 and 7, and then Friday, Saturday would wow. be wow. game 6 and 7. John, I wanted to ask, have you been in the locker room for any of the champagne celebrations before? Oh, I have. Well, 2008. I didn't go this year. Okay. I was kind of all doing a lot of other things. But, yes, 2008, I was down there. When we won the World Series, we had... You know, our duties, I was in PR, and our duties were basically to, you know, make sure that we keep out the the national media gets out there first and the local media, and we have to hand out hats right. and do all that. And so I was up in a suite when the final out, um, I realized, you know, I got a job to do because yeah. I'm carried away being a fan. I run into my office. I grabbed, I brought a raincoat. Someone said, bring a raincoat. Uh, didn't have goggles, but I brought a raincoat because right. I had a suit on. And put the raincoat on, flew down to the clubhouse, went down to the dugout, and at that point, it was already chaos. Everybody's just, you know, yeah. you're supposed to have all these rules that you that you have for the media, but it was just bedlam. It's like the gates open and everyone There's poured no out. There's no way to control that. No, you yeah. can't. So, uh, but I loved watching. I mean, I'm sure every fan did too. All the celebration. You can really see that the team loves each other. You yeah. can really see that the team loves Rob Thompson. Uh, and you know, when they're all just doing, and whether it's on the field when they have their home run celebrations and you know, hugging, and they create that tunnel. 
to the clubhouse where, you know, when I, I can't get enough of when they clinched, you know, against Houston and then, or, you know, in Houston yeah. to, in the regular season when, you know, beat the Cardinals and the celebration there and then the celebration of the Braves, celebration of the Padres. Uh, it's fun. I mean, yeah. it's really, and you can tell it's a really fun clubhouse with Schwarber and well, uh, Hoskins and everybody. Real still more to come. Yeah. Yep. yep, most definitely. All right, Friday is when it uh, gets started. So, uh, awesome. Well, we had to have you in. Yeah. Sure. Uh, most definitely. So, uh, insurance. we're excited about, uh, it's just insane. Uh, like, <laughs> a, a couple weeks ago. Who would have known? Who would have known yeah. that we would be where and we are. And by the way, last point, too, is merchandise. I was just reading somewhere. Ah. That we basically set, uh, according to Major League Baseball and Fanatics, MLB's official e-commerce partner, the Phillies set a 24-hour record for LCS winter merchandise sales following their clinch Sunday night to advance to the World Series. They basically, the previous record was the Cubs, you know, when the Cubs got to the World Series in right, yeah. uh, 2016. So uh, that's pretty awesome. That shows yeah, you that yeah, the fans yeah. are the best. And yeah. I was down in the clubhouse store yesterday, New Era store yesterday, and I got to tell you, I couldn't find a size for my. Uh, the, the jerseys were out, the shirts were out. Sure. They're getting new stuff in. Yeah. Have they made any underwear yet? Because oh, the yeah. Phillies have the underwear. best underwear ever. <laughs> yes. They're so comfortable. I still yeah. have the underwear that John gave us what eight years ago. It's, it's super. And comfortable. you're still wearing it? Yeah. They, yes. Yeah. It's great. They, no holes. Nothing. No. It's They're wild. awesome. All right. Yeah. Hey, uh, World <laughs> Series underwear. I'm telling they you, they know how to some. treat balls. Yeah. I know that we're wrapping this up, but we didn't get the Pelican story. Oh, yeah, we have time. All right. Yeah, I'll we got time. Quick. It's, John had told us off air there was some kind of Charlie Manuel Pelican well, story. I'm like, yeah, I I heard this Charlie, if you're listening, I hope you don't mind if I tell this. It's, it's just a great story. Um, so Charlie was hired in, I believe, 2003, right? And he was not hired as a manager at that point. He was a special advisor, kind of a super scout. Obviously, Charlie's one of the biggest hitting gurus, knows uh, baseball inside out. So he was a long day of scouting down in Florida, right? And he goes out to dinner. And then he comes home late after a long day of working in the hot sun and all that. So he comes home about 10 o'clock at night, uh, opens up the door to his condo. It's pitch black dark. And all of a sudden he hears something uh, moving around. He sees like hears like a lamp crashing and this and that. He's like, someone's in my condo right here. So yeah. I'm, I'm basically walking in on an intruder. So he grabs the, the, a weapon, which is an umbrella, which is right next to the door, <laughs> grabs the umbrella, flicks on the light. And notices that he had kept his sliding glass door open, and a giant pelican came in and was flying all out around this condo, knocking everything over. And Charlie was basically fighting the pelican with his with his umbrella. And basically, and, and the way he, I, I'll give a little plug. I we had Charlie on the on our podcast. We had Charlie on a couple other things, and he tells. He, he, the way he tells the story is best. He goes, I tell you what. He goes, that pelican's coming at me, and I punch it. And I'm, and I'm fighting with that umbrella. And I'm telling you, it was, Charlie is, I love the man. And yeah. just, I, if there was video of Charlie taking on that pelican, <laughs> it would be the, the all-time most viewed video in Philadelphia. Yeah, I'd love to see uh, that. Yes. Uh, I, I, again, I don't have enough words to, to uh <laughs> Show how much I love that man. He's, oh, he's man. just a beautiful man. A punch that pelican. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Oh, I'll tell you what. God, I love it. Come on. <laughs> All right, John. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much. John Brazier, director of Fun and Games. And it certainly is a lot of fun at these games, man. No question. Uh, we're going to have to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. We have the B-File. We have another shot at you, Hulu. We had a $1,000 winner just a few minutes ago. Let's add you to that list. And you know what? I'm going to give away another $25 gift card for our friends at Hilltown Tavern. Uh, we'll take the 11th color, 215-263-WMMR. Marissa's going to be there tomorrow night. It is the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. She'll be there from 7 to 9. 
Uh, and, of course, you can get a modern Irish-American gastropub. Features great food, artfully crafted drinks, lively bar staff, a lot of fun, great place. Let's get you on board. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay there. On 93.3 WMMR. From 7 to 9, Marissa from the Preston and Steve Show rocks Hilltown Tavern. 326 Roxborough Avenue in Manium. Enter for a chance to win Eagles Washington tickets or a Darius Slay autographed jersey courtesy of Bud Light. Plus enjoy $4 Bud Light cans and $5 Bud Light seltzer black cherry cans. Hey there, Philly. This fall, Duncan is ready for you to fall hard. Which means it's time for you to get your fall refresh and eat, sleep, and drink pumpkin at Dunkin'. I have to say, I had one of my favorite pumpkin drinks over at Dunkin' Donuts the other day. It's sinful. It feels so wrong, but it's so right. Take your pick of pumpkin with delicious muffins, munchkins, and donuts and pair them with a classic pumpkin spice signature latte. Oops, that's what I had. Or the ultra-smooth pumpkin cream cold brew topped with silky pumpkin cream cold foam. All you can, all you can, uh, I see what they're saying here. It's a little obtuse, but I'll say it. All so you can fall harder. The Preston and Steve Show. Remember, we run on Duncan. Dr. Trudy Fleer here with the 5G Home Recovery Podcast. Let's discuss a very real... Ex- okay, so you're just stretching or did you nah, want to say yeah, something? I had a quick question. I just got okay. a text message. Uh, Cardinal O'Hara's uh, varsity field hockey team is in a championship tomorrow Ooh. night against uh, Carroll. And it's like the, the arch nemesis. Uh, so I'm looking for a bus company to transport the team from Cardinal O'Hara to their game. I believe it's at Newman University tomorrow night. So if anybody knows any bus companies that uh, that do that, you can send me an email, Casey Boy. Or Are they having a hard time finding somebody? Yeah, something happened. Something slipped through the cracks, and uh, and they don't have transportation to bring uh-huh. them as a as a team. Right. You, want you that. know, you, and you want that. You need that. You need that. You know, rather than rolling up in like you know separate cars and Rag stuff like that. Rag tag. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know that's. I just got that message, and my dude, my uh, my niece, who's a senior at O'Hara, she's a first team all Catholic. Oh wow! But defense, yeah. So uh, so for her and the rest of her teammates, this is a huge match. And like I said, it's you know Carol has been uh, their nemesis for. What it is, seems like forever. Okay, I, I, I didn't go to Catholic school. What's first team all Catholic? Uh, it's like the all-stars of, 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 all, of, the of all the Catholic schools. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah, she's a good player. Rock good player, on, man. Good defense. Right. Um, well, let's dive into the bizarre file because I want to make sure we're on time for you who loot. Here we go. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought this morning by... Lorenzo and Sons. The iconic Lorenzo and Sons pizza is a Philadelphia staple with locations in Westchester, in Xfinity Live, and Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. Visit Lorenzo'sWestchester.com. A man baffled doctors after presenting with a five centimeter horn that has grown from the tip of his penis. I heard of stuff like this. What? The unidentified 43-year-old male sought medical advice. I'm horny. After the hard and yellowish brown growth sprouted from his genitalia. Mm -hmm. Incredibly, the Chinese man had already been to the doctor three years earlier with a similar condition. Go horn deep. uh, The mass had previously been surgically removed when it was the size of a grain of rice. And came back? But astoundingly, it has since grown back to become 5.5 centimeters by 3 centimeters in size. Uh, it's That's an actual horn. Horn. You squeeze it, and it makes that noise. <laughs> the nutsack. Uh, s- 
<laughs> you know you should probably look into being a clown. Success, surgeon successfully removed... Isn't that fun? ...the cancerous horn, and the patient had since fully recovered, according to a recent entry in the Asian Journey of Surgery. Medical professionals do not know what causes the condition, which has only been reported six times in the last 30 years. Urologists diagnosed the man with a cutaneous horn, a hard cone-shaped lump that protrudes from the skin. This buildup is made from keratin, which is the same protein... Yeah. That forms hair, nails, and other outer layers of skin. Bizarre... We found a xylophone in your butthole. <laughs> the bizarre condition is often linked to that of an animal horn that is usually spotted Crazy. on the head and face. Crazy. However, there have been incidents of horns appearing on the chest, neck, shoulders, and penis. Uh, penile horns often develop within a year of undergoing circumcision leading urologists to believe that the procedure may actually trigger the growth, believe it or not. Dad, so. can I talk to you for a minute? Yeah, I have a strange horn on <laughs> my penis. And the hey, xylophone. like your old man. Yeah. <laughs> the xylophone in his butthole. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow, for Halloween, too. <laughs> that was uh, silly. That was a marimba. <laughs> Was it? Just silly. <laughs> All right, so... Well, they're doctors. They can't... I know. Yeah, they're they're not, they don't know everything. Yeah, I don't want a music store. <laughs> uh, the first ever Miss Sri Lanka New York beauty pageant held in Staten Island ended in a brawl. The beauty pageant was marred by a physical fight involving several attendees at the pageant's after party. Uh, the event was held at the Vanderbilt venue on Staten Island, which is home to a large Sri Lankan diaspora. And as Sri Lanka faces medicine and equipment shortages amid the dire pandemic economic crisis, organizers planned the pageant to raise funds for the nation's National Cancer Hospital. At the event, Angelica Gunasekara was crowned Miss Sri Lanka, New York. And videos of the brawl have since gone viral on social media. The footage shows men and women, including the contestants, engaging in the physical altercation. Uh, although it's not clear what led to the fight, the brawl reportedly resulted in damage to property. Now, that's and, a pageant. And multiple arrests as well, yes. This is a terrible story and very little details on this as of now. But in Ireland, a radio DJ died yeah. in the middle of his morning show, the station oh said. Yeah. Uh, Tim Goff is his name, 55 years old, was an hour into his broadcast when the music stopped halfway through a song. Uh, The music resumed a few minutes later, but the presenter did not return to his show. The broadcaster, Gen X Radio Suffolk, uh, later confirmed that uh, Tim sadly died. He was 55 years old, and I really... The rest of the the oh. story was about people offering their condolences, so I don't know what happened. It wasn't and part of their cash cadaver promotion, I was it? I don't think it was. Don't think it was, Steve. Now, one of us is going to die during the day. Oh, We're going to die on air. When we do, call in. Steve. You want cash cadaver? Dude. Dude. <laughs> That's not funny. Although he probably would get a kick out of this. No, it's just it was his time, and it's it's horrific. You remember I passed out. Are you on saying him. he would have enjoyed that bit? <laughs> I don't know. Would, would would any of us have enjoyed the it? Probably. Cash probably. So. probably. I mean, if I ever die on air while I'm here with you guys, and you want to do a cash contest surrounding that, yeah. okay, will you cool. be our cash cadaver? Totally. We're, all right. yeah. We're allowed. Okay. Yeah. I want you guys Steve. sobbing. <laughs> Steve, I love the voice. So <laughs> Dracula comes Steve, on. You never call and you'll be Cash Cadaver. Oh, my God. 
died. He didn't sound strong when he uh, cracked a mic today. I just knew it was going to happen. <laughs> oh, that's the actuarial. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the actuality from the, the winner. I my phone and when he started coughing, I knew it was time. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible. This is terrible. That poor guy. He just sounded weak. <laughs> that's what I knew to call. I knew. I stayed right by the phone. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> oh my God! To our own kind, know, we're horrible. Our own kind. Well, they wow. shouldn't have set up the contest. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Right. This is a stupid contest. Be the fourteenth caller. For cash cadaver. That poor rest of me. Totally, oh man. My God. <laughs> It's just beyond. It's beyond the pain. I'm not going to be able to stop thinking about that. (laughs) All right, we got a text that that it should have been called the morning show. M O U R N. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) No, 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 no. We should send flowers. Right. I mean, now. Yeah, now. We don't send them in advance. I have another story. Uh, Just in case you pass. Uh, Coconino County deputies say five people have been stuck underground at the Grand Canyon Caverns since Sunday after an elevator malfunction. So they have a suite in this cavern. You can rent it and you can sleep in the cave. And there's an elevator that goes down. Did you know to about this, this before? I yeah. heard about this. I've yeah. seen this on one of the sure Discovery Channel shows. And so, yeah. uh, deputy said a technician was working to fix the elevator to get them out. As of the time I saw the story last night, they were still there. I don't know if they've gotten them out by today or not. Uh, there's a small hotel and restaurant where the group stayed in a suite overnight. If the elevator can't be fixed, deputies are going to attempt to rescue them. Bobby, well, listen. Cindy. They- they got food and electricity and a bed. Yeah. Yeah. Leave them fix the elevator. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're located just east of uh, Kingman, uh, but it's called the uh, the Grand Canyon Caverns. So they are working on fixing that. And that's all we have time for, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, we'll wrap up the bizarre file there. All right. Uh, it's time. It's 10 o'clock. Hey! It's time for Cadaver Cash. Here we go. <laughs> MMRs. You hoo loot. Now, listen up. Here's your keyword. Stop it. You're not with us. The word is source, S O U R C E. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways to do it. You can text to the special contest short code number. Uh, which is 45911, or you can enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins $1,000 in our company-wide contest. Each winner gets called from our company, Beasley. Make sure you answer your phone. Uh, the contest rules are available at WMMR.com. Holding is sponsored by Horizon Services. So, again, the word is source, S-O-U-R. C-E. So send that over right now. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Don't forget, we have a secret text word, too. Uh, so if you're in the texting mood, text word secret to 39333. We have tickets for Chris Stefano's sold-out show uh, coming up at the Fillmore on Friday. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay there. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. 
Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. About 70 degrees today. It's pretty comfortable. Uh, clouds, though, that's the order. So maybe this afternoon we'll see a break and a little bit of sunshine. But um, partly cloudy tomorrow, 64, not a bad day. And then we cool off. Friday's high is going to only get to top out about 60 degrees. And then Saturday, same thing. But uh, ample sunshine on Saturday. You said it was good leaf watching. Uh, yes. Right? I, I Listen, I think the... the Right now, I've seen some super-duper vibrant, beautiful fall colors, and which is odd because I had heard at the beginning of the fall that this year was going to be like a toned-down fall for the colors because of the um, uh, the kind of dry summer yeah, we had was no. supposed to uh, contribute to that. But I'm telling you, man, on the Northeast Extension, driving home, uh, the most beautiful uh, collection of browns, orange, red, yellow, and some still green in there. Yeah. It looks like a Bob Ross painting. It is just, you know, they're just, they're happy little trees. Happy little trees. It's wonderful. So um, enjoy it because we're at peak yes. uh, colors right now. In fact, we went and did, um, uh, our buddy Brian at Chorus Photography does our family pictures. Ah, where'd and, you do it? Uh, this place called Heckler Park near our house. And oh, yeah. But they were like... Five other groups that were out there getting <laughs> oh, the pictures really? too. So yeah. everybody likes to do that right now. Fall, uh, get out while the colors are at their peak, and <laughs> and get the pictures taken. I love that you guys do that as a family. The family pictures, and and whenever I see like family pictures, I love it. Uh, but I'm also so grateful that I'm not asked to. Do those? Yeah. Oh, I hate doing yeah. them. Yeah, yeah I, I hate doing them. I know. We had fun this time around. The last two times were more fun because we've. This time we did it at the park. The time before we went out in the woods. Yeah, here's a picture of me at an outhouse that yeah. was yeah, at the photo shoot. Because <laughs> uh, we we goof around and we do some fun pictures too. But um, when when you go to like a like a photo studio or something like that and do a picture, I hate it. I mm-hmm. can't stand it. I yeah. just something about it. Put on I the sombreros. Like yeah. <laughs> but when we're outside, kind of walking around the woods and stuff, we had our dogs with us and stuff. It was nice. It was enjoyable. Yeah, go. So. We. <laughs> We have one of those like JC Penny uh, in the, in yeah. the studio uh, pictures, and it's it's amazing. Like we knew what we were going to get. How bad it is, or yes, okay, yes, it's. I mean, and it was like the dead of winter, so we're all pale. Everyone looks like sick, sick. Like it is pissed off. Oh my god, it's so funny. I can't stand that process, though. That I do love what those types of photo sessions yield. One of the best ever was uh, Adam Goldberg's on the Goldberg. Oh my God! The shot of him as a kid oh, yeah. oh, in like Lord best. Fauntleroy oh, outfit. It's just, it. it's real. It but, really happened. But even if you don't hire a photographer, like if you go out right now yeah. and you use like the uh, the portrait feature on your on your phone and yeah. you get that kind of blurry yeah. background with these colors, it's gorgeous. It's, it's the time to do it. But you, you, you need to do it this weekend. It's absolute. Awesome sauce, Steve. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> All right. So we're going to do today's lesson question, and we are going to give away a four-pack of tickets for the All Elite Wrestling Friday, uh, November 4th at Boardwalk Hall. And the question I'm going to go with is at uh, the restaurant, who is ahead of the Unglerts in line? 
215-263-WMMR. This is a hard one. I thought yeah. about doing when the guy died on the Irish radio show. He was part of what contest, which was the cash cadaver. But that was like just a couple of minutes ago. So let's go with this. At a restaurant, who is ahead of the Unglerts in line? That was from like the Entertainment Report earlier this morning, 7 o'clock hour, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's see what we have today in the trash. Steve, what's going on? Well, now, two sisters of the late activist Sasheen Littlefeather are speaking out to dismantle her life story, calling her an ethnic fraud and claiming the family is Mexican-American. Not only that, the sisters are claiming that Little Feather was on the varsity sailing team at Yale. What? Just as it seemed like it. Ellen DeGeneres supposedly was going to retire, but uh, she is, uh, uh, comes word, she's working on a YouTube series called All About Time for You. On the new series, the 64-year-old, 64-year-old star will be seen playing Minecraft and calling other players pussies. <laughs> oh, my God. And on Friday, Chrisley knows best star Chase Chrisley announced on Instagram that he's engaged to his girlfriend of two years, Emmy Metters. Father Todd Chrisley says he advised Chase to find a girl just like his mother, one who won't be upset when you tell her you're gay. Uh, <laughs> and that's your Hollywood <laughs> All right, we'll see if uh, anyone knows the answer to this. We need to know at the restaurant who's ahead of the Unglerts in line. And uh, Adam was our first caller in, so we're going to go to him. Hey, Adam, good morning. Hey, now. Hey, now. All right, uh, do me a favor. Tell me who was ahead of the Unglerts in line. The Pud Puller. The Pud Puller. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. Precisely, Adam. Hang on. We're going to give you a four-pack of tickets for the All Elite Wrestling Friday, November 4th at Boardwalk Hall, AEW Rampage. Return to Atlantic City. Tickets are available at Ticketmaster.com and at AEWTix.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this morning it is brought to you by Liberty Saves of New Jersey. Hurry now to Liberty Saves New Jersey for big fall savings. You can visit Liberty Saves of New Jersey in Mount Laurel or Bordentown, and you can find them on Facebook or go to LibertySavesNJ.com. Uh, Papa Roach's Jacoby Shaddix has opened up about being sober for a decade now. Uh, according to Spin, he said, when I first quit drinking, I was kind of ashamed of myself in a weird way because I was like, not the real deal. But he said, I had a real rough time of it for some years uh, trying to stay sober and going on the road and touring. And I was trying to hide it. And that wasn't working out for me. So finally in 2012, that's when I had my last sip of alcohol. I'm super grateful. That's something that I can honestly say I don't ever want to F with booze again. That's awesome. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers have scored a pair of back-to-back chart toppers on Billboard's top album sales chart. The placings mark the first time that a band has enjoyed two chart toppers in a row since 2005 did with System of a Down, or since in 2005 System of a Down hit uh, the top spot with both Mesmerize and then Hypnotize. The band's new set, Return of the Dream Canteen, returns the band to number one after Unlimited Love held down the spot earlier this year. Uh, so they're killing it with uh, with these releases. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, Wolfgang Van Halen posted a photo of his father's 1962 Gibson SG Junior, which he's used on Mammoth uh, WVH's second album currently in production. Uh, the guitar, which had its lower horn sawed off by Eddie Van Halen in the early 1980s, 
was used by the late guitar legend for the slide guitar part on 1982's Dirty Movies. Wow, from Van Halen's classic Diver Down. I did not know that. So you guys know what an SG looks yes. like. Um, uh-huh. You do? Yeah. Okay, so it's uh, the one that uh, um, Angus Young plays. Uh, so it's got these two horns that come up towards the end, and apparently he's shaved off. He cut off uh, one of them to give it kind of a signature look. Uh, but I had no idea that that was the song. That was what he played on I, Dirty Movies. I, I always dug that, that look, that the horns, that, that, that wraparound. That's yeah. cool, yeah. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne is set to perform virtually for the OzFest portion of the second annual Metaverse Music Festival. Consequence reports that the event will be hosted in, uh, what is it, Decentraland? Is it, so it's a, it's a VR show, basically? Yes, so. Yeah. Uh, from November 10th through the 13th, the free festival will feature more than 100 artists virtually performing against uh, community genre stages. And let me see, how many more stories? All right, I got two more quick things. Uh, Bill Wyman admits that it wasn't exactly easygoing quitting the Rolling Stones over 30 years ago. The legendary bassist who just celebrated his 86th birthday, recalled the wow. classic rock, that his bandmates were far from thrilled with him jumping ship. He said it was quite stressful and they didn't want me to leave, so they became bitchy. Instead of being nice and saying, great 30 years, cheers, mate, Mick would say the most absurd, stupid things with that spoilt attitude he had. He'd say things like, oh, well... If anybody has to play bass, I can do it. It can't be that hard. <laughs> and Keith said, no one leaves this band unless they're in a wooden box. Uh, Wyman went that on doesn't to, sound supportive. He went on to say, anyway, they left the door open for me for two years. Charlie and Mick would phone me up and say, you're not really leaving, are you? Have you, have you rethought it? And then when it came time for them to do the 94-95 uh, Voodoo Lounge Tour... Uh, they had to make a final decision. Mick and Charlie came over and spent the evening with me, trying to talk me into staying. Have I had any regrets about not going back? None whatsoever, he says. Uh, he shed light on his relationship with the Stones today. He said, Keith still sends me scented candles at Christmas. <laughs> we all send each other birthday and Christmas presents. It's still a family thing, social, not business, and it works really well. It's like distant relatives. You've got an auntie, Elsie, and an uncle, Fred, who are really charming, but you don't want to see them all the time. Okay, at least he's happy. He made the yeah, right decision there. Yeah, I agree. And he gets scented candles. And then finally, there's a new rock breakdown, breakdown. on MMR's Instagram, starring Sarah Parker. Uh, she does such a great job. She does an show. awesome job, yeah. Uh, Sarah covers The Return of Blink-182, Tom Petty's epic run at the Fillmore, and Queen's recently unearthed track with Freddie. You can follow us on Instagram at 933WMMR to be the first to see the new episodes and get breaking rock news on WMMR.com. So go check that out. And that's it in music news, but we need a secret text word winner, Kathy. What number caller do you say? 15. All right, we'll take the 15th caller. A 15. A 15. 215-263-WMMR. That is the number. Uh, let's see if you can get through. And you need to know the secret text word, all right, in order to win this. And we'll grab a random text or two. We'll come back in just a moment. Uh, and we'll get ready to wrap things up. I still have some stuff from Hilltown Tavern to give away. So we'll do another giveaway when we get back. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that. 
Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. On a Wednesday morning with the Preston and Steve Show. Coming to an end of all things. Uh, we do have some business to take care of, though. One of them is getting a winner for our secret text word. Uh, we've had people texting in the word secret all morning long. Brian grabbed some tickets, and we were looking for call number 15. That happens to be Brian. Yo, Brian. Hi. Hi. And a hello to you. All right, Brian, secret text word. We got a prize if you know it. What is it? Hey, that's stage. Stage. You got it, my man. I want you to hang on the line, Brian. Got yourself some tickets. Uh, And you are going to go see Chris DiStefano and his sold-out show. It's called The Right Intention, Wrong Movie Tour. And it's this Friday at 8 p.m. at the Fillmore. Uh, and on top of that, we grabbed a random texter, and it's Jason Fisher, who is from Hatboro, Pennsylvania. Same thing. Take a seat. Chris DiStefano, sold-out show at Fillmore, Friday night at 8 o'clock. So congratulations to you guys. Um, we'd like to go through a list of thank yous for today. We had a few people stop in this morning, and it was lovely. Uh, we first of all want to uh, thank uh, the amazing Mr. Charlie Manuel hey! for being here today to talk about uh, the Phils and just um, how much fun this has been so far. And he's been at the games and just his insight and take from, you know, somebody who's been there when it's all happened, when, when <laughs> everything has come together. Yeah. And he's the man that drove the ship. Uh, so he was great to talk to this morning. Uh, we also had our friend uh, Jeff Walton, who is from the fourth annual Phil a Trunk camp out car show which is coming up november 6th and uh bigger and better than ever and it's gonna it's gonna be converging with a burger brawl that's gonna happen in that same area as well so two really cool events that are going on this is going to benefit uh the camp out for hunger and all these car clubs come together they bring their donations down and gather them put them in one spot get they get them ready to bring to us while we're actually at the camp out for hunger and you can come by and check out all these cars it's essentially a car show uh, and you can donate then if you want to, or if you want to come down while we're there at the Camp Out for Hunger. Absolutely. Any way you yeah. can contribute is great. But if you want some, some really cool uh, exotics and, and awesome, really badass cars, then go to the 4th Annual Philatrunk Camp Out Car Show, November 6th. And uh, it's, I forgot what lot it's in, uh, but it's in Sports Complex. You can't miss it. Yeah, you'll see it. Uh, and then thank you to John Brazier. Hey! who is the director of fun and games for the Phils. He's been by here uh, during all postseason. Things have gone so so good. This have uh, gone well so far. Yeah, we're not going to change anything up. Uh, so John came by today to say hello, and it was great to see him here, too. Uh, and thank you to Hilltown Tavern for being yeah. here. Hey. And uh, hanging out with us uh, this morning. In fact, you know what I'll do? I'll give away the last $25 gift card that I have for Hilltown Tavern. Marissa's doing an appearance there tomorrow night. It is the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. Uh, and Hilltown offers a true neighborhood feel. Uh, we'll take caller number uh, 16, 215-263-WMMR. You can stop and watch games, unwind during happy hour, bring the whole family by for dinner, or join Marissa tomorrow night from 7 to 9 there in Roxborough. And there's all kinds of uh, Eagles and uh, Bud Light swag uh, to win with that. 
Uh, Pierre Robert is here. Hey, man. Good day, good day. Um, I uh, had told you guys on Monday that I had gone to see this film, um, Rittenhouse. Uh, Rittenhouse Square. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, director, Brandon Eric Kamen, who grew up in Havertown, and... Um, uh, somehow I got on the red carpet with Nick Nolte and and the uh, other star. Uh, I saw those John. pictures. Yeah, like, it's utterly bizarre. It cracked me up. One of the sponsors of that particular <laughs> evening, uh, her name is Jen. She said, "Come up with me." I said, "I have no business being on the little red carpet with," but there I am, looking official. Anyway, um, Cindy Drew from our sister station MGK and a former MMR alum. Uh, did a really quick little interview with him, and I got to pop in at the end. And I think, do you have the audio there? Yeah. Uh, And so Cindy asked Mm -hmm. him, and you guys come up in this. Okay. Uh, Cindy asked him uh, about uh, why he named the film Rittenhouse Square. Okay. Here we go. It's the heart of the film. It, uh, you know, Rittenhouse Square is, is an iconic landmark, not only in Philadelphia, but our country. Uh, it's, it's a melting pot of personalities and stories unfolding every single day. And, you know, it's really where I draw a lot of my inspiration for creatively. And it serves as a character in the movie, but it also just serves where they have their discourse, the two main characters, every day. So it's, it's really nice. This is your second feature film. Are you going to make a commitment like M. Night Shyamalan and make all your movies in Philadelphia? If the tax credit helps out for the small guy, uh, you know, we're just a small, we're a small indie movie. So hopefully, you know, if I can keep making movies, have the opportunity to keep making movies, I, I would love to keep amplifying our hometown stories. That's, that's Did you ever listen to WMMR as a kid growing up? That's uh, Preston and Steve. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Preston and Steve all day. Excellent. Well, thank you. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. There you go. Well, That's awesome. That, so I thought, uh, based on the way he said that, he had been on, but I don't believe he has been on with you guys. No. Uh, no. So he's Marissa re- is friends with him, I think, on uh, on the gram, so I okay. guess we're going to have to blow a call into him now. Yeah. Yeah, I would recommend mm-hmm. having him on because, he, uh, obviously, huge movie buff, as are you guys, and... Um, but the the fact that uh, he had he had one movie before this a couple of years ago I don't know the name of it and I think the Rittenhouse Square film is showing one more time during the film fest which goes on through this week filmadelphia.org uh, can get you the schedule filmadelphia.org uh, but it's a really powerful story with Nick Nolte and his kid Darren Jones and it takes place basically in Rittenhouse Square nice uh, but this guy you know the, uh, he didn't say music he didn't say uh, <laughs> legendary station he said President oh, Steve that's cool. that Brandon cool. Eric Kamen is his name right Wow, that's fantastic! What a what a cool little uh, uh, nod to us. Yeah, I mean, it. totally unsolicited. I just yeah. thought he might say, you know, say, yeah, I grew up listening and blah blah blah, and because he, he did grow up in Havertown, and his parents were there, you know, I, yeah. he, he he maybe is thirty if that, uh, and um, you know, and he's working with this legend Nick Nolte, uh, who's been in two hundred some odd films. Wow. Um, but um, the fact that he just, the first thing out of his mouth was Preston and Steve, I thought was That is cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's really yeah, yeah. cool. Excellent. I thought you'd like that. All right, letter of the day, sir. Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. I as in instant. All right, I, and we got a couple more to go, and then we give away the stateside vodka prize pack, including a $100 gift certificate to the distillery, two bottles of their 1.75 liter stateside vodka, a case of stateside vodka soda variety pack, and a case of their Surfside iced tea and vodka. So we give that away on Friday, which will be here 
uh, before you know it. Uh, what is happening entertainment-wise on your show today? Well, more opportunities for a thousand bucks with YooHoo Loot at noon and three. Also, workforce blocks of Coldplay and Offspring and Elton John on this Wednesday. I uh, love it. Thank you. All right, and I want to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve. Show brought to you today by Duncan, the Preston and Steve Show. Runs on Duncan, also brought to you by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors, and by Squeezed.com. Feel great and lose weight with Squeeze. Tomorrow, uh, we continue the Phillies love. Ricky Bo, ah. Ricky Patalico from yeah. my sister station is uh, swinging by here, so we'll talk to him. And uh, it'll be almost Friday, so we can yes. start to get in that mode, and we'll have a great time. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Houston, we have a problem.